When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Robot Building Supplies, helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Ah, uh, yes, it is, and it's lovely to be here on this Monday afternoon, the twenty fourth day of October, two thousand and twenty two. Thanks again to the Pipe, who uh, is just one of the masters. He's a master of the I'm craft. I'm a fine guy. He's more than He's that. Absolutely, well, a lot more than that. Hello, Andrew. How are you? I'm Good not afternoon. A doctor. I'm not a biomechanist. Mm-hmm. I'm just a fine guy. That's right. Uh, it's lovely to be here and it's lovely to see you. Are you well? You're I, good. I have you really had a good weekend? I've had a fantastic weekend. And, and more importantly, are you well? Because you Thank had you. that uh, trip up to Mildura on Friday. Yes, it was. You and uh, the Derm. Yep. And uh, provided three hours of radio gold. Well, thank uh, along you. Along with that, you had to endure some... some very difficult flying well, conditions. I didn't have to endure it. The well, pilot you did. did. So we were up there on Friday for the Mildura-based Public Hospital Foundation Golf Day and a great group of people doing some magnificent work for the people up in that neck of the woods, particularly from cancer treatment and cancer research. I'd love and to have been there. Hopefully, well, you, would have, you actually would have loved it. I the only thing, it. The only thing that you would have uh, been frustrated about was the fact that we got up there too late to play golf because mm. that golf course at Kumiella is very well worth putting on mm. any... Um, any golfer's hit list, if you're going up to the Murray, uh, and we wish everybody well in that neck of the woods too, by the way, because that river keeps rising, but um, it, it, put it on your list. It, it looks a superb golf course. So did, was it noticeable when you were flying about the flood conditions where you were able to witness of course you, some of the devastation? Oh, my word, you could. Oh, yeah, oh, no, it's everywhere. That's sad. So, so that's a little shout out there. And mm. it rocks pox. You know how Mondays work. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Big show coming up. We're going to be talking golf cricket and basketball in amongst Ross Lyon and all the other rocks and pogs. And hopefully Ross bobs up. Uh, we might get him in We've the next three hours. Yeah, well, it's just up to how St Kilda are going to um, manage his media rollouts from now. So um, he might he would, bob up he, in the next three hours. In fairness, he'd probably have some, uh, feel some level of obligation to his former employers. That uh, at other would, networks, so. no, they'd no, probably no. have to tick a few boxes there first. Oh, you know, and that's no, no question about that. Where do you reckon we fit on the uh, uh, hierarchy? We're on the second tier. So we're not a first-round draft pick? Well, we're not St Kilda or his former employer. High second-round draft pick. I think second-round draft pick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First half of the second round. Right. But can I give a little shout-out? Right, not Bondi. <laughs> They're not appealing. I send back the emoji thumbs up and we all move on. I reckon you've got to get another one, Rod. From today, he gave us about, on a six different occasions, I'm going to spend less time in the weeds. I reckon we need to get that as a little Ross a Explain soundbite. that to us, I Andy. will in a moment. Okay. I will in a moment, if you don't mind. Right. But I've got to give it a, sh- a rocks, an early Monday afternoon rocks. Right. And I forgot to mention them on Friday, in amongst everything else that was going up there, to the crew, to Colin and the crew at Southern Airlines. Brilliant. Now, they are the, they're the small jets, small mm-hmm. planes that operate out of Moorabbin. Propeller take, arrangements? Yeah, well, not all of them. No, some of them are oh, jets. So were we, you we in a propeller arrangement? We didn't have props. We had, a, we had a a little jet jets. Engine. Little jets. Um, 
They fly. Wow. They're the ones that fly down to Barnboogle and King Island, mm-hmm. and they do all the you know, the interior. Okay, anywhere Australia, you want, won't they? they? They take you everywhere. They take you everywhere a plane of that size can go. Of course. Um, well, they land and, and, and take fill off up again. And then take off again. Want to go a bit if, further? If you've got the uh, shekels to of pay course. for it, they'll, they'll take you wherever you want to go. Uh, but magnificent facilities. Derm and I flew up, uh, just the two of us in a little seven seater on the way up. Perfect flying conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a cloud in the sky. On the way back at about seven thirty, Brian, Brian Beckham's on the plane with us. Mm. Uh, the guru pulling it all together. Uh, we are flying into uh, a mother of a storm. There is lightning to the right of us. Right, thunder to the left. We yeah, are driving yeah. into a a rainstorm of hellacious. Uh, I love it. A hellacious Beautiful magnitude. Use of my word. That is your word, and I love it. And I only ever use it when you're around. Thank you. But our pilot and. Strike me down with a feather if I can remember his name. Oh, I cannot. But did he navigate his way through the uh, tempest like an absolute maestro? Well, can I just just so we're watching? Yeah. The, can I just clear something too? Because I'm copying a, a degree of. Yeah. Well, you just couldn't be bothered flying. You just, you, no, no, you don't. You don't go. No, I had commentary no, no, commitments no, no. with the NBL no, on Friday night, so no, I would have loved to have no. gone up. And if I had gone up, we would have stayed the night. We would have played eighteen holes. I don't believe you. Yeah. Andy, I would have, oh, right. but I, I couldn't. Oh, right. I was un- I had the other commitments with the uh, Couldn't TV. be bothered, to be honest. No, not at all. Not at all. Couldn't be bothered, to be honest. <laughs> not at all. I, would oh, I'm love, to be honest. I quite enjoy <laughs> those little um, road trips. We did one to New Zealand once. We did, and you wouldn't jump. It's a you lot of fun. You wouldn't bungee jump. No, I wouldn't do that either. That's, that's a bit silly. But uh, well, I enjoyed I the time. If I, if I can, you can. You were courageous. <laughs> well... You just went in Rome. You have a go, don't you? You know, mm. and you just refused to have a go. I, I got, walk that's out not onto true. The platform. I got up and oh, you saw it and said, "That's not for me." Very poor form by you. <laughs> anyway, thanks to Cole and the crew at Southern Airlines and uh, everybody up at up at Kumiella Golf Club. You made the day uh, a joy to be part of, and I'm sure I speak on behalf of Serge, who was just in outstanding form, and um, and Derm, of course, who was uh, the king. How did Serge get up there? He drove. Don't like flying, Serge. Oh, he's a complex character. <laughs> he's a maestro. He can make things happen. Don't worry about that. But uh, by Jiminy, he's, he's an interesting And you wouldn't lad. let him get on the plane on the way back. He doesn't want to fly, mate. He, he wants mm. to drive. He likes to keep his uh, wheels on the road. Uh, so lines are open. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 367 36 A night the like Fitzy, of... Fitzy from uh, the place you're at, Camilla. Kumiella, Kumiella yeah. Golf Club. He's yeah. just sending an SMS. G'day, Fitzy. Grab yeah. this. But he just wanted to pass on his. Fitz, yes, it is. Fitzy's the GM of the golf well, club. Well, Fitzy's just come back Magnificent strong. Human burn. And said uh, thanks to him. Andy and Derm for a great day Friday. Hopefully next time you can play at our great course. Love to. Absolutely love well, to. What about I'm, me? Well, you, well, any interest. If you show some interest, I did. good things happen to you. You know what I mean? I couldn't get if there, If you Andy. put in, think good oh, things I come your way. I doing some very heavy lifting this year. Right. Very heavy. <laughs> speaking of speaking of your heavy lifting, yes, I don't know whether your dulcet tones were across this game. Scott Roth is going to be joining us later on in oh. the program. Again, he continues. But they eviscerated by, our, our owners' mob. Eviscerate uh, is was, the right word. It was it was a beyond an evisceration. It was a shellacking. It of was a biblical a proportions. Gutting. They gutted them. They did, and uh, they were helpless. The the uh, current. Well, arguably, is it arguably the best player in the competition was held to 14 points? And the Tasmania just keep extracting performances from their 
Players that do not have anywhere near the profile of others, I can't think of anything. I'm trying to think of a comparison in the AFL, and it'd be it's it'd be hard. To, I can't think of one where you're just looking at a squad going, well, these blokes should not be able to do this, and they continue to do it. It's quite extraordinary, a and it's very, a delight to watch. Who was the last uh, bunch of scrubs? And when we say scrubs in, in, a, in you know. Yeah, they're not scrubs, they're, obviously. They're, not, they're no A-listers. No. But who... So we say that with absolute affection and respect for what these players are producing. Mm. But if you line them up man for man, player for player, the oppo every week looks a stronger combination. And yet the Jack Jumpers have got this thing going, obviously brilliantly coached mm. by Scott Roth and his squad. Well, was Collingwood uh, sort of a bit of that based little, on was, perception? May not have been the reality. A little. But a little bit. They little. grossly overachieved well, compared to where people thought they were well, going to be. Well, already people who are predicting next year's ladder, Nicky, Nicky, Nicky ladder, uh, already predicting Collingwood to miss the eight. And the bookmakers have already oh. got Collingwood. So, so but they picked up a couple oh, of handy oh, players. Oh, yeah, no, mate. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, one uh, Bharat Sundararson is going to join us. I mean, last night, the MCG has not seen many bi- – this is a ridiculous thing to say because mm-hmm. it's had the Eucharistic Congress, it's had grand finals, it's had Boxing Day tests, it's had all sorts of stuff. Jimmy Graham. Uh, the MCG has not seen many a bigger day than uh, or night no, than the special. one it saw last night. Very special, Andy. The Eucharistic Congress of 1970. I don't recall that. Oh, massive. What was that Congress uh, all was about? Big, I don't know. Big, oh, we got dragged along the part of me primary school. Did they have more than 90K there? About 140, I reckon. 140,000? They're out on the ground. 140? Punch up. Was hey, that a religious Benny, type? Of... Can you find out how many people were at the Eucharistic Congress? Oh, is that MCG? a religious yeah, type? Yeah, a bunch of Catholics get together and... Just, you know. Right. Just pledge their allegiance to the Almighty. 140 at the G. I don't know. It was, I think it was about 120. If my memory serves me correctly. Mm. But for a sporting event where you're not allowed on the grass, mm. that was extraordinary last night. And there's uh, bits and pieces from that that we will uh, rip into throughout the afternoon. And it'll all be part of Rock's Pox. We're here for robot. What are you laughing at? Oh, just the, the temper text machine gives me a chuckle every now and again. We're here for the robot building supplies crew. <laughs> Robot's got it. And Berwick BMW. You will not meet a better team uh, of car dealers on the planet. Well, I've You never, just won't. No, you won't. I don't drive one of their vehicles like yourself, but I have been out there and they are fine, fine people. Confirmed mm-hmm. that they are that. Confirmed, however, 120,000 plus at the Eucharistic Congress. Now, Eucharistic? Eucharistic. What does Eucharistic mean? Well, the Eucharist. Is that a particularly... The Eucharist. Don't you know I what don't the Eucharist... I don't know. The not body a... of Christ. Oh, Jesus. Don't you know what the know Eucharist that. is? No, I do not. Have you never been Have you never been to Mass? I have, have you no, never taken... I have not. Oh, my God. You but are I respect it. You will definitely burn in the fires of hell. Well, I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> that is a joke, by the way. I know there's some of our friends get, I'm a Catholic. I'm allowed to joke about that stuff. You won't. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. I live by the adage that if you do the right thing, (laughs) say the right thing, and just (laughs) behave in a respectful manner, that if there is something else out there, whether it's a he, a she, or a they, or a we, whatever it is, look down at me and say, in you come. Yeah, you're good. In you come. You're good. There's a ticket with your name on it. Thank you. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Tradies out for Ace Australian May built to last. Bit going on in the first 14 minutes of the show today. AK's in uh, Brunswick. The lines are open, folks. Uh, anything you want to talk about from the weekend, if you want to make it a rocks or a pox, even better. Benny Lyons on the buttons today, and I reckon he's got prizes 
to give away to people left, right, and well, centre. We're going to have to keep a few back because we've got the quiz coming late, later on this week. Just stay tuned. Oh, what day? A li- I have think you worked Wednesday's the, fo- the day. Have you worked out the format? You just, just, just <laughs> relax and enjoy the ride. There'll be no format. It'll just be him asking oh questions and you answering them, and it'll end at some stage. No, it won't. Okay. <laughs> but there will be questions. Who's and there coming up with be... the questions? I'm happy to do that. Happy to do it. All right. You'll come up with the questions. Then. Oh, well, I actually look forward to it. AK is in Brunswick and has jumped on the line and is our first caller for another uh, big week here on the run home. A good afternoon to you, AK. How are you, boys? How are you going? Good, yeah, thanks, AK. Well, thank Lovely to hear you, boys. Flying along. I've got a question for you guys here. Please. Mate, what do you reckon? Are they lying? Are they lying? Going to do a clean out at St Kilda? Well, is he? Got Robert Harvey. Mm-hmm. Radden's gone. I reckon Ruffy's going to be gone because I reckon he's going to get Matthew Lloyd on. What do you reckon Ruffy, Radden can go to Hawthorne? Ooh. That, that side. What do you reckon, Gazy? Uh, mm. What do you reckon? I, I like mm. the idea because I'd love to see because Rats did a terrific job previously, and Ruffy, of course, is an iconic figure that uh, has started to ply his trade and learn a little bit about it under Rats. So I'd love that to happen. I'm not sure it will. I would suspect that Ruffy would be uh, very much required at St Kilda, given the gravitas that he still has and the uh, the, pro, the the work that he's doing. I'd be interesting to know more of. Those other Ross Lyon type friendships that he's had in the past, whether they are going to be brought into the fold. Are you suggesting a Stephen Silvani? Correct. That? Now, Damien Barrett mentioned that quite quickly oh, after the air yeah, today, is that he will be um, on Ross's shortlist as a potential list manager. Mm. Red tipped banana mm-hmm. before the show. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> Stephen Silvani <laughs> yes. uh, might be coming back. Yes. Well, as a, uh, as a list man- manager. But, but there's a list manager already there, so we shouldn't be speculating about right. people who are already holding mm. positions, should we? But you would think that, you know, there's there's a vacancy there and it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, to Brett Ratton in particular. I mean, Rats might have had enough. He might have had enough and just goes, that's it for me, I'm done. Well, he's only got the six months to pay out. So uh, it all comes down to uh, eventually you, you want to have a purpose in life and, and certainly getting a few little uh, bucks along the way would always be helpful. What, what, yeah, well, that's true. But, I mean, you can have a you don't have to work at a football club. No, you, you don't. don't that is true. In life. But, but he seems like a rusted-on footy lover. Well, there's a, there's a position uh, up for grabs at, the, at his old football club, the one that he played at. Carlton. Yeah, my word. Well, that oh, would be a wise Luke choice. Luke Power has moved into the coaching. Would he, would he have Carlton. any bad blood towards Carlton, given the, the way in which he was? No, I don't think so. Removed? I hope not. No, he's loved by the Carlton. Football oh, he club. is, but one of the I all-time mean, greats. No, I, I know that they would in general. No, that Carlton that people. admin's gone. I mean, that was a long time ago. Now I know, but sometimes as we've seen with uh, some individuals that they can hold a grudge. Well, who are you talking about? Well, there was <laughs> an individual about? at this <laughs> organisation who held it for a I long think it's fair. But the, fair enough, he moved. He, no, I but think it's right that you mention names. If you're going to do this, for the audience's sake, you need to mention names. Well, Kevin Bartlett oh. is one of my heroes, oh, and there was no doubt that he, he held a grudge for a while, but wow. after, what was it, 20 or 30 years, he eventually reconciled and moved on, and now he's very much part of it. That's fair enough. No Tigers. I don't hold it against him if that's the way he felt about it, Andy. Why? You don't you 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 hold it, you have a grudge, you have a grudge, you feel jilted, you feel jilted. No, you gotta move on. Well, I generally like to. Yeah. But but, but we're all so, different. So okay, who knows, mate? Mm. We'll wait and see. Pete's in Paran, uh, eighteen minutes past three. Good afternoon, Peter, and welcome to the program. Boys, thanks for taking the 
take my call. Andy, just on the, regarding your flight uh, the other night, I was down on the coast and I was watching it. Although it was beautiful, it was absolutely terrifying, terrifying the uh, electrical storm. Mm. So the question I have for you is, whose pants change the colour first? <laughs> Yours or Dermy's? Yeah. In other words, who had to get up and change the old shorts first? Mm. Well, I had jeans on, uh, so oh, I would. I would have. I, no, I'm was, not a good flyer you know when what? it comes to I, that uh, turbulence. I can understand why Pete would be asking that question. Uh, the the pilot at Southern Airlines, and I wish I could remember his name. He just had the calmness yep. of a of an out and out guru. Just had the one pilot, did you? Correct. Well, it's only a seven seater plane, mate. You don't need two pilots. Well, what? There are two seats, but you only need the one. When there's when you're carrying such expensive. Cargo like yourself and Derm. Well, very, it would it be like nice real, to have a little backup just in case crunk. something happened to Pilot One. It's real buddy Holly, big bopper type stuff, isn't it? You know, well, I'm just saying of, it. You know, just like let's you'd be like honest. us. You'd feel you a little reassured. So. Well, the, the bloke just knew what he was doing. I'll tell you what I do know. Well, I hope now. He did. <laughs> he totally did. did he? he flew around the thing. Wild ride if he didn't. He. I'll tell you what I do know. Mm. They land those suckers. They don't need to see the tarmac. No. They are using their instrumentation. Because he could not see out his windscreen. Well, that's true, and and you There's know there's no seeing out the windscreen. We've all, that thing on on Friday night. Here's the thing, though, Andy. We've all had that time where we're in front of our computers, and for n- no reason whatsoever, something and it, she just goes a bit foggy. Imagine relying on the instruments. It's oh, always I wondered, like, do they oh, have? You mean like if there was a little gremlin in the works? Well, there always happens when just you're at home. You wouldn't descent. go more than two months where you don't have a little. Well, hang on, I've got to reboot here. Oh, I don't want to have to well, reboot. I don't, it, I don't think the plane stuff relies on you know, kind of big pond Computers, Wi-Fi. mate. No, but it's a computer. It doesn't have to be the Wi-Fi. It's just <laughs> still. Well, not Southern Airlines, mate. They Backups. are rock solid. Right. No, I'm Rock solid. Uh, Matt's got a uh, harrowing flight story before you get That's to a That's the sort break. of thing that goes through my head when I'm flying, even on those big oh, mate, if you were, I remember Scott Cummings on one of these. We went to uh, Detarang for the Mount Beauty Around Cup a couple of years ago as part of the SEN family. I don't know whether it was the Southern Airlines. Mm. It probably was. I've never seen a grown man who has been, like, excelled in the most physical uh, sport you could expect, AFL football. I've never seen a man so, so terrified. It is. He white-knuckled it. I know. He had to look straight. He couldn't look out a window. I feel his White-knuckled pain. it for about 90 minutes there and back. Feel his pain. <sighs> A little less pain when you're at the front of the bus, though. A little less because you've got a bit more room. You can see the hostie. There's no – it's a quality on these planes, mate. There's no first-class business class economy (laughs) on these planes. There's seven seats. I understand that. I'm just saying when you're on the bigger planes. (laughs) I beg your pardon. Because I'm still getting the white-knuckle stuff on the the planes and I've flown. On like a big A380 or something. Absolutely. If they ever take off these days. They did. I was on one when I went to the the States. uh, Oh, there's been a few issues lately. What? You're lucky that yours took off. I'll never be on one ever again. Matt. Are you joking? No, there's a big story the other day about one coming out of uh, somewhere in Asia and the flaps didn't go up as they were trying to take off. Oh, no. No, terrifying if I you're on the plane. Matt's on the road. 22 past three already. Matt, uh, good afternoon and welcome to the program. Matthew. I am here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 there's, a, there's a long version of this, but I'll keep it brief. Right on. Um, so a while back I was doing, I was working in New Zealand. I uh, had a flight booked. I got into Wellington. 
at nine in the morning. Yes. Had a flight booked to Palmerston North. It was the biggest polar blast oh, Wellington no. had ever seen or New Zealand had seen in 75 years. Don't get on. There was snow falling on the ground in Auckland mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Um, my flight on a 10-seater twin prop got from Wellington to Palmerston North got delayed four times. Yes. Took off at about five o'clock at night. We got 40 minutes of the 50-minute flight towards Palmerston North. They said, we've got to turn around because the clouds have closed in. Oh, we got back to Wellington shit. Airport. It was dark. Actually, we hadn't got back to the airport yet. Everyone was asleep. It was dark. You could see through into the cabin. It was that small a plane and all Jeez. the weather. And uh, everyone was dozing. And then mm. all of a sudden, it was a very loud bang like a car crash. Oh, no. Um, which woke everyone up. We landed. Apparently, it was an emergency landing as the runway was uh, frozen over. Uh, they told us when we stopped that, yes, that was lightning that hit us. It was on my side of the plane, and I could see the charring on the wingtip. Wow. And uh, they had to call in three fire trucks to blast the, with the water cannons to blast the ice off the tarmac so oh, we could get off. Gee whiz. And then uh, got inside the terminal, and they said, all services are now closed. So all of our luggage was still on the plane. Sheesh. And I uh, had nowhere to stay that night. Terrible. Well, that's probably the least You've done it a bit tougher than we did on Friday mm. night, Matty. But, uh, yeah, no, that's no good. You know, I, I know this. I don't even need to experience it. You don't need to be on a plane that's getting hit by lightning. No. To not, I don't need that. No, you There's don't. some experiences in – like, you should bungee jump mm-hmm. for the experience. No, I shouldn't. No, no, you should but you don't need to be on a just that for that. But you don't need to be on a plane no. and have it get hit by lightning to know what that's like. No, no, not thank at you. all. No, uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, that was the short version. I've Mark, got a number. I've Johnny. got a number of uh, flight <laughs> stories that I could share because I've been on a lot of them. <laughs> oh, good. A number of them. No, no, but I would, won't. No, if you give us your top three throughout the show, that'd be terrific. Mark and Bent. Uh, give Mark, you your top one. Give us your top two. Mark and John, okay. we're getting to you on the I other like side. <laughs> Get the other side Do you want to hear it now? <laughs> After the break. All right. Great to have you with us this Monday afternoon. Uh, Dean Lawson's going to join us. Every now and again, sort of second and third tier stuff off Broadway happens, but it's it happens in such a manner that it's worth just spending five or six minutes on. The young fella out of Curlewis Golf Club wins his, uh, wins the WA, uh, WA Open yesterday in pretty dramatic fashion. He's going to join us for a chat. Brat Sundarasan who was there at the G last night. He can put it into real perspective for us. And Scott Roth is going to join us as well throughout. But the rest of the time, it's your calls, unless Ross Lyon bobs up. Ross, Mm -hmm. if you're out there, been named coach of the St Kilda Footy Club for four years. Love to have a chat. Good friend of the program. Love to have a chat. No, he's he's been a uh, Triple M man the last few years. Good friend of the program. Over the journey. Yes, of course. Mm. Mark's in Bentley before any of that happens. I missed that. Mark, good afternoon to you. Oh, hey, fellas. Yeah, good, Mark. Great show, as usual. Ah, oh, you're a champion. Hey, um, guys. Hey, um, uh, firstly, very quick. Uh, rock last night, Pox, uh, Australia versus New Zealand. Yep. But to put that into context, I saw my first cricket match. I saw my first test match at Melbourne in 1965. So I, I, I love the Australian cricket team. I bleed for it, and mm-hmm. I've watched it all over the world. But I'm here to tell you, I have never had any confidence in our T20 side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they're the reigning world champions. Yeah, Everyone's going to shout me down, but you know you need to, you, you need some luck to win the T Twenty. And let's face it, when Matty Wade hit those three sixes in a row against Pakistan, we had some huge luck. I reckon we jagged that world championship. Our record: we played 167 T uh, Twenty matches, and we've won 88 and lost 73. That's barely 50 percent, 54 percent. Some good numbers. I just don't think we've ever really 
come to grips with the T20 game in a way that maybe England or India or even Pakistan have. And I don't think we're going to make the semi-finals of this T20 mm. World Cup. And um, and having said all that, last night was just sensational. How good was so it? So I, well, Andy, I couldn't I couldn't disagree with any. I, I hopefully we get through to the final four, but all the other stuff there, Mark, I couldn't mm. I couldn't agree with you more. No, Mark. I think he makes a lot of sense, and the, the data he backed it up with the data with the, the win loss record around fifty percent is uh, suboptimum. But Andy, it, with what you saw last night, you and and I support you. I don't take I'm not being critical of you in any oh, way, hello. shape, or form here. But you have actually said that. Do with the 2020 stuff. Do away with the national competition. Make it more a club. It's hard to argue that point after you, when you see what you saw last night. Well, that's night. what I was about to say. It is hard to argue. On that. the basis of what we saw last yep. night, yep. does that change your view? Well, last night at all? was so one out of the box. I mean, it was extreme. So when you see last night, well, what about argue, when we won it? Like to, he was talking about yeah, when Wade. No, to argue that there shouldn't mm. be a World Cup at T20 cricket when you see the G like it was last night with India and Pakistan playing each other. You just you have not got a leg to stand on. But maybe that's maybe that's where it starts and ends. Maybe, maybe it's just play, just play the World Cups. Maybe that that's it. And everything else is your is just your, your franchise club competition. Stuff. Just franchise stuff. Yeah. yeah. Don't play friendly T Twenty games. Just Meaningless. Peak, exactly. Uh, it's a great call. It's a really good call. Yeah, well In fact, done. it's such a good call, Mark. There's a Signet Power Boost Bank value to fifty nine ninety five coming your way. Hey, John's in Richmond. Before we get to the news, g'day, Johnny. Uh, hi guys, yeah, uh, just you wanted about the jack jumpers earlier. Uh, the other team I can only com- compare them to is another basketball team, and that'd be the Utah Jazz. Yes. Uh, you know, no one expected them to do anything when they, Good when they point. traded out Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell, and now like they're three and zip, and yep. they're exactly the opposite of what the Lakers are. And that was my question: was what is going on with the Lakers? Are they tanking to try and get huh. Victor Wanyama? But they can't actually get him next year, can they? No. Nope. Because they've traded out their picks. That's and right. That to the Pelicans. Is that right? That is 100% correct. So even if they do suck this year, which is likely, uh, then even if they, they get lucky and get the ball bounces their way and they get the first pick, they traded away that pick in the, I think, when they picked up Anthony Davis. So Ooh. they can't even get the, oh. the, the most sought after free agent oh, in. Perhaps living history. Ever. Uh, so they can't get it. But also on that, you're right with um, Utah Jazz. Although Markinen, the, the, um, he, he was he is a sensation. I actually don't think Utah are as bad as what a lot of people are predicting. And they're 3-0. And they've had a one-point win today over the New Orleans Pelicans. So I think and, – and Mr. Percival? What's that? Never mind. Well, I think that they are possibly better than what a lot of people think. No, However, no. I don't think they're making the playoffs. It's, tw- it's a very good point you make. I don't think they're getting there. A couple of very good points that John made. Hey, can I well. say this too? 26 minutes. Russell before. Westbrook today. Oh. He's playing. Is and it a pox? It is, it is a pox. It's a pox. This is a pox. So what's happened is... We've got to get to the news. And Can you, can you just tease it and give it to us after the news? Because we well, got I've teased Dave... enough. He's no, blown we're... it anyway. <laughs> get on with the news. It felt like you were going to go into a long rave about Russell Westbrook and we're going to be seven be minutes long. late to the news and then we can't get to Dean Lawson. Okay. Come I'll on Get now. back to it. Stand Come by, on. Laker fans. Lakers and Russ into the front corner. Russell pulled out. Oh. No, Russ, no. He missed it. Holy cow. What was he doing? Well, Russell Westbrook, in selfish, fairness. blinkered, selfish man. No, no, no. In fairness, Andy, I think it, what it was about was him trying to get a two for one. Oh, yeah. Now, they're a point up against Portland. Now, unfortunately, he blows. A missed it, a mid-range, wide open mid-range shot. He blows. And you saw 
uh, LeBron in the West background Brick. and Anthony Davis. So, so they lose yet another game. And if I'm not mistaken, are they 0-3 now? 0-3. 0-3, yeah. So it's a, a shaky start. That means they haven't won a game yet. That is correct. But here's Andy. Here's the thing. In the post-game press conference, which we're going to play a little bit of LeBron James a later. little bit later on, mm-hmm. but um, they, they, it was all about Russell. It was all oh, about Russell. Because he was coming off a 0 for 11 outing. Uh, in their last one as well. That so stinks. No, it's it's real. Russell Westbrook. Real stenchy stuff. Mario is in Taylor's Lakes. <laughs> was that yours, Benny? Or did, was that what people are calling him that all over the joint? Huh? Don't Westbrook. say that because he actually came out and said it's affected his kids, it's affected his oh, family. Oh, that's terrible. So don't your, say that. Well, please. his kids are listening. Just say he's rubbish. That's okay. Oh, that's fine. But don't it? use names. Ru- don't call him Russell well, Westbrook, but you can say he's rubbish. You can say that he, he's had a rubbish performance. Sorry, kids. Mario's in Taylor's Lakes. Good afternoon to you, Mario. Hey, Andy. Tell me it isn't true, mate. Which, What's that? that? About St. Kilda getting Ross Lyon. No, it's true, Muzz. Uh, they've got they've got him for four years, mate. Uh, do you remember me? Oh, my word, I do, Mario. 2011, yes, I do. This 2011? Is a real, real blast from the past. Oh. You'll, you'll be... Uh, go on. How are you feeling about it, Mario? Oh, 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 they had to put me in uh, coma. I couldn't believe it. I just woke up. <laughs> well, you got him for four oh, years, Mario. So you, you three, four? No, it was a three-year deal. No, it's a four-year deal. Excuse you. Year. Excuse you. Four years. Thank you. Oh, four years. Four. Fully guaranteed. Oh no, I don't think this. No, it's a no, valid. I don't, I don't think it is. Are you sure it's four for starters? No. Well, they talked about this in the press conference. It's like a workplace contract, right? So there's clauses for to protect. Um, the Both employer sides. against yeah 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 a six, same six month arrangement oh, that uh, Brett sound, Ratton's working sound, under they certainly sounds like it yeah mm. uh, Mario strap yourself in mate it's going to be a hell of a ride uh, we wish you well Darren's in Blackburn good afternoon to you Daz yeah good day mate how are you good, very thanks, well thank Daz. you that's all right I might uh, might just get it off loudspeaker there no worries mate yeah, yeah you sound good. you'll sound a lot better if well, you. Well, he sounded pretty good to me. It was solid. Yeah, a good connection. Out of a loudspeaker type arrangement. Good In the strong, car, I reckon. No, nice connection. Mm. Strong full sound. Uh, well, there we go. Back on, back on loudspeaker. Sounds the same. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about the weekend. Um, yep. I, I won't uh, elaborate on uh, what betting agency it was, but uh, I was given a uh, an match bonus bet for a deposit. Right. Um, however, what I did with the bonus bet, it was worth 50 bucks. Yep. Um, and I, I put it on the Manicado Stakes on Mooney Valley on the Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had uh, Bella Nipotina mm-hmm. straight into uh, Animo in the Cox Plate the next day. And right. Of course, uh, Friday night, the, um, the races were abandoned. Refund- so it gets um, refunded? So when I looked at my account, uh, no, it actually just said that uh, it was pending. Um, however, um, uh, they moved the race to race 11, obviously, on uh, Saturday. Yep. Uh, it was never not going to run. Um, I watched the Cox Plate. I watched Animo come in. Oh. Uh, I watched Bella Nipotina bolt in. Oh, don't Went into me. the account, had a look, and it said uh, Bella Nipotina void. Why? Um, and they only paid me on Animo. So Why was it void? one of their, their rules. Um <laughs> It was void because uh, the Friday night meet was cancelled and moved to the Saturday. Oh, that seems... Same uh, race, though, Andy. Well, yeah. Same true. race. Yeah, no, true, Keith. Just had to postpone just it. It's a run of their rules, apparently. 
Oh, You've got to read the fine print, I guess. Well, I believe there's fine print somewhere in existence. Oh, well, you'd like to be notified to say, listen, well, just so you're point. aware. It's a very good point. You're if right. this race is, it's it's been delayed to the next day. Yeah, you need to reinvest. So therefore. You need to cancel your bet and uh, re. Oh, it was still there. Oh, I don't know, mate. I, what are you talking to me for? I don't understand. Well, have a bit of compassion oh, for I'm feeling uh, for Daz. I'm feeling for Dazzlington, but you're looking at me like I'm supposed to know the rules. Mm. And I don't. Well, I don't think he's showing the level of compassion <laughs> that he deserves. Well. It's 18 minutes to passion. You all hear the hard luck stories where you just come up short. I had 20 in the, in the multi, and oh, geez, on the number 20, I'd just come up short. Magnificent ride by C. Williams, by the way. 18 minutes to four. Dean Lawson to join us next. Mm, chin up, Daz. The Australian uh, tour is well and truly under the PGA Tour of Australasia. Well and truly underway. The last couple of weeks have been in WA with the PGA Championship in the Open yesterday, and it became far too dramatic for Dean Lawson who eventually won at the Victorian, who streeted the field through the first three rounds, had to hang on, not not absolutely for dear life in the end, but they did come at him as he uh, as he gave a few back on the back nine. He's been good enough to join us. First pro win, mate. Congratulations. It's a hell of, a ch- hell of an achievement. Um, we appreciate you joining us on the show. How's the dust settled on on getting that first win under the belt? Uh, yeah, um, thanks for having me on, first of all, and um, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, um, yeah, it sort of hasn't really sunk in yet, as I got the red-eye flight back to the Gold Coast um, last night, and then um, my wife and I got a puppy a few days ago, so I've just been sort of playing with uh, him all afternoon, and he's just had a nap, so I reckon uh, I might do the same after this, to be honest. Good man. Yeah, good good man. on you. Hey, congratulations. It, uh, it was an exciting, must be an exciting time for yourself, but uh, just talk us through, if you don't mind, uh, the back nine. How are you feeling? It is always hard when... You got a bit of a margin, yes, and it yes. just seemed like that the yeah. things weren't going exactly as you would have scripted them. No, I um, obviously for sort of sixty three, sixty five holes, it was really, really solid. And then um, I, was, I kept trying to bush, and then sort of the last seven holes, I thought, oh, I've got it far enough ahead, I can just sort of hold on now, which was um, probably not the best mindset. So the next time I get in that position. Um, so I kind of uh, fell over to um, get it done. But fortunately, I got far enough ahead early enough to mm. sort of hold on. When you're going through that, are you you're looking at the scoreboard? Or what, what's going through your head? Are you having those negative sorts that's, uh, thoughts that sometimes it's hard to not think about? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's definitely things that um, creep into your mind, but... Um, for for most of the day, I was pretty pretty good, just sort of shot by shot, and not really worrying about what anyone else was doing, and tried to keep keep making birdies till about I reckon over the twelfth hole. I kind of thought, oh yeah, if I can just make a par here and mm-hmm. kind of get it in. I knew um, Simi was playing okay, but um, I thought, ah, oh, you know, I'm at twenty four under, and you know, the next best about I think Simi might have been sixteen under or something. And, Thought oh, I should should be right from here, but um, it's never as easy as you sort of imagine going into the last day. But and sleeping on such a big lead, I don't know. It's mm. sort of a position I've never really been in. So, um, but I hope I can be in that position more, yes. so that I can do it a bit better next time. But all in all, I'm 
just wrapped about winning. Oh, you should be, mate. Now, you've got the talent to do it. There's no question about that. Have you been able to analyse in your own mind what happens when you when you are pushing, like you say, and you get to that the back nine on Sunday, and then you do try to kind of just get it home uh, by kind of just nursing it around the last seven or eight holes? Have you worked out um, psychologically how that affects the way you're actually playing, how, how it affects the way you're actually playing your shots? Yeah, yeah. Last night I definitely like reflected on the round in my own mind, and then um, had a good chat with my coach and tried to talk to him about it. But he sort of gave the uh, um, impression he just wanted to, you know, you don't win very often as a golfer, so yeah. he said, "Let's not talk about it. Let's just enjoy winning, and we can talk about it another time." Um, but I don't know. I'm sort of in a mindset at the moment where I want to just keep pushing and. Um, getting better so if hopefully I can do it more often and next time be better for it obviously the more mm. I can put myself in those positions the easier it'll get and what lies ahead uh, I believe you're off to to the European qualifying school you've been on the European tour before haven't you because I think you've got a nice bright shiny BMW from a hole in one that you had but uh, are you um is that the plan yeah, I'll, uh, going back to second stage, I'll fly out Friday night to Barcelona and um, hopefully get European status back and um, then come back for the big summer like Oz Open and Oz PGA and, um, yeah, go from there. And whatever happened, I think you won a two hundred and eighty odd thousand dollar BMW. Very, very nice, nice a few years ago. Machinery. <laughs> did you? Uh, yeah. have you uh, did you? Did you get it? Did well, you did sell the, it? The what bro- did, you do? did you have to give it to the bride? Uh, uh, no, where did that go? I, I just got the money for it, which uh, I like to think I invested wisely, but um, <laughs> might have had a couple of nice nights out on that one. But um, they also saved a bit, which was very good. Obviously, can get quite costly. Yeah. traveling and uh, especially through COVID and that. So, um, yeah, that was a handy little bonus a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can have a few more of them. Would be nice too. Hey, hey, just before we let you go, I'm looking at the the honor board of, you know, the winners of the WA Open and yours is obviously the most recent. Have you had a look at the past winners? Did you sit there with the trophy for a while and look at some of the names on the, on that um, on that honor roll? Yeah, I had, had a look at a few names. Yeah, definitely there's... Um, Pretty much like all the big Aussie events, like there's so many good players that have played over the years in those sorts of events. Um, like obviously Norman and those guys that come back and won those sorts of events. So if I can sort of do, well, try and push for <laughs> their careers, that, that would be the dream. But um, yeah, just keep working hard and see how I go. Well, mate, it's all in front of you. Uh, good luck uh, over in Barcelona and we can't wait to see you when you get back to Australia for the for the Australian majors uh, towards the end of the year and into next year, mate. Thanks for coming on the show and Thanks. enjoy Thank the victory. Well done. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Good on you. Dean Lawson, man. who added his name to a roll call of the greats of Australian golf by winning yesterday's West Australian Open. It's great to have you with us this Monday afternoon, one 736 uh, if you want to join in, send through your temper texts, 0433981116, Pox Rocks, whatever you want to uh, whatever you want to put into the uh, Monday equation. We'll get to Brat Sundarasan after 5 o'clock, mm. but I don't want to wait until then to talk about last night. Brilliant. When you talk rocks, it's a, it's a king rocks. It's one of the elite and ultimate rocks of 2022, mm. what Verukali did last night. 
It is. And and outside of the cricket, and you can get into the cricket, and we, we'll all have our opinion of what took place and how incredible a result it was. I'd also like to uh, congratulate the fans. From based what I saw here, here. and the way in which um, that they the excitement they generated. And when you think of India and Pakistan, you can understand why there might be a little bit of friction. But it seems like there was just noise, there was support, there was clapping, but there was no... Nothing untoward. None. That I know of. Nothing, I think. I, don't, I haven't not heard of one police-related incident. Now, there could be, and, and happy to take them on board and be made aware of if there are, but I'm with you. But, but the, with the way in which the, the fans of uh, both Pakistan and India behaved, uh, that is a rocks mm. to me. Here, here. No question about it. The, the, these blokes, and, and others will be able to crunch the numbers and hit us with numbers um, better than me when it comes to Virat Kohli, but... His ability to stay in the contest, to even when the even when the numbers within the game seemed beyond him mm. and beyond his team, he never he looks like the player. He looks like the sort of player who never ever nope. loses belief, 100%. loses control. Couldn't agree more. He finds a way. Has a bit of bravado the oh, way he goes about absolutely. it. Absolutely, and yes. some and some don't like him for it. Some no. think that he's you know he's a bit. You know, antagonistic, and he threatened, and he you know, challenges mm-hmm. the authority of umpires and all the rest of it. But what he did last night in one of the great hotbeds of international cricket was, well, it was beyond belief, really. No, I it mean, was to, to to peel off eighty two or fifty three. No, but that's six a- fours, four sixes at a strike rate of one hundred and fifty five. That is no, a monumental performance from him. Last and night. the numbers really jump out at eighty two or fifty three. Fantastic, ultimate six rocks. fours. Four sixes, but here's the thing: it's when the game. No, I just repeating oh, it just you. to emphasise the point. It's good emphasising. But here's the thing that you missed, and you oh, you, you just sort of glossed do. over. No, we I don't didn't want to even gloss, gloss over, over anything. It. I don't want to gloss over anything. Is it when the game was on the line? So in that last two overs, correct. How you respond in those circumstances goes beyond just the total number. It's when the game is in the balance and how you respond to get your team over the line mm. in a situation which you did mention that seemed like. Well, so I definitely, all is, I definitely mentioned all is against us. Thank you. And there is very little hope. And sometimes the mindset when you're in that situation uh, provides that ease because you're thinking, well, no one's expecting. I've got this going for nothing because no one's expecting. Yeah. It's more oh, like when you. I hear that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's more like when there's it's there's. It's not as extreme. But it was extreme enough that it was still in reach. Yes. But not extreme enough where you you couldn't. You'd, you'd be you've excused. Got you've got, you've an, got an excuse. Yes, yes, That's yes. my point. The only thing I'll say in in a slight counter to that, and mm. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but he carries the weight. He does. Of his country. Uh, he, he doesn't. But they would have forgiven him for this I, one, I understand they would have. Because yeah, he'd already banked yeah. enough. Although, I know. He'd already yes. banked enough runs. He'd already done enough but to I say, think I'm that, still the hero. I don't think that enters this bloke's mind. I no. don't think he's looking for the easy out. No. I don't think he's looking for the, oh, it doesn't matter if, if I hold one out now. I've got us close enough. I've got credits in the bank. They love me. I don't think he, he no, is great. I agree because I don't think he ever thinks like that. I think you're right. He's like the he's 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 the cricketer version. Well, I, look, I don't want to throw names around. No, throw it out. I'm just throwing this out without ever think, without even thinking. That's about okay. It. We'll forgive you. We'll abuse you if it's stupid. But he's that's cricket's okay. version of Michael Jordan, the ultimate oh, competitor. No, no, you shouldn't. You're going to <laughs>
It went just a bit too far. He, it's anyway, not about. It's not about. No, it's not. Don't judge him by his averages and his thises mm, and his thats. Yeah, that's not what it is with him. Mm. And and how many statistic? How many statistical categories mm. does Michael Jordan hold oh, in the history of the game? Quite a few. No, well, like, like how many? I, I don't like, know. Like three point percentage. Average points, but the highest points no, per season. No, actually, he wouldn't. No, be, this is what I'm talking he'd about. Be in the top three or four this, in all that categories. This is what I'm talking yeah. about. This bloke wouldn't be the top. I don't think he's on the top of any of those categories either. Mm. But when the moment is on the line, yeah, and there, it has to just be done. Yes, you've got to be done with all of the pressure. And you, unless you've been to India, I mean, you saw it last night. But to go there and and this is a bit of a flex, but mm. to go there and and. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times. But to go there and see the way what cricket means to them, yes, it, you can't you can't get your head around it. Well, that is and true. And he carries that with him every single time he goes out and, into the middle. And I think if you look at it. He's phenomenal. He's you, absolutely phenomenal. You look at his response and the emotion that, that he expressed after. Now, there was some suggestion there might have even been a tear in well, the eye. Well, well um, I think Harsha Bogle was uh, – he he was saying all sorts of stuff on the cricket coverage about I've seen Virat Kohli many many times, but I think I can see one A tear, tear one tear in his eye. I believe it was sweat, but 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 Harsha. Oh no, there, there was, it was definitely tear. there was. No, a... It was highly emotional, mm. no question. But uh, but no, and and I guess uh, amongst all this of uh, the greatness of that game, Freak. Uh, you know what Freak. else though? It comes back oh, and oh, mate. I'm looking at our situation oh, and where we got eviscerated yeah. by <laughs> New Zealand, gutted, and I'm looking at. Who now we've got to guarantee wins against? We've really got to run the table. Now I know you don't like that term, but we've got we've got another four games. We need to win them all. After the after New Zealand completely eviscerated us, horrific stuff. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Scott Ross going to join us after the break, but we've got a couple of minutes before we get there. Mm. Give us your thoughts on where this campaign's at. Okay, it's one game down. They'll regroup. They might make a couple of changes at we selection. You don't have a lot of margin for error when you've got to be in the top Zero. two. And your net run rates copped, a, your ho- copped an absolute hiding. They've just used their one chance card. So it's the gone. chance card is gone. Torched. So now you've got to run the table or start relying on other results. Correct. And that's not a pleasant situation. For Certainly you. not. Certainly not. And I think it's Sri Lanka. Is it? Who's up No, next? Sri Lanka on Sri Tuesday Lanka night. up. Next. Now, they're going to have the worry beads out. Their pre-tournament form, not anything to write home about. Eviscerated in the first outing. Confidence at an all-time low. Correct. And uh, just real gut-check time for the Australian cricket team. In a, in a format of the game where you can be a little unlucky and drop one. Okay. I'm going to remind you of our group. All right? I'm going to remind you of our group. And I want mm. you... To give me the yay or nay. Well, right. I've got them already. New Zealand, we've been hammered by them. Hammered. Sri Lanka's got a win on the board, as have the English. Sh- Sri Lanka, touch and go. I'm Worry. not prepared to. No. I will, I'm not prepared to say that that's a gimme. England, loss. <laughs> Afghanistan, win. Worry, win. No, on their day. Win. Okay. Ireland, win. Okay. So we. If you be- can't beat Afghanistan and no, Ireland we at have home, to, well, we got pack no choice. it up and pack it in. <laughs> we have to win those. So win, win, worry, choose. Mm. So if we lose Tuesday, are you prepared to – if Sri Lanka beat us, are you prepared to say, ta-da, all over? Well, well, well then we've just got to pray and hope that all of a sudden England and New Zealand vomit over themselves. Right. We do. I agree with you, Kevin. I'm saying because – I'm with you. 
I'm with you. This is a must, must, must win game. Bangladesh at the moment are playing the Netherlands. Uh, into the 14th over, the Bangladeshis are batting and they are five for 88. So that's in group two, which uh, does appear to be, the as we sit here now, slightly the easier of the two groups, I would have thought. Such is, and before you do a couple of calls on this, this is the, the nature of the Pakistani team. Hmm. They can be you haven't bought, all yeah. duck yep. or no dinner. dinner. Oh. All duck, duck or, or no, no dinner. dinner. All duck, no dinner. <laughs> there you go. So let's just see what they produce. But uh, we've got a, uh, yeah, yeah, got a little hill in front of us. What? And, I, and I, know, I know you don't like the feedback off the uh, temperature. So people session. are agreeing with me about M. Jordan v. Coley? No, they're not. Well, that's ridiculous. I don't care. I don't care. I'm just saying, I don't I'm care. just providing that feedback. I'm just going to let them know that mm. I don't care for their mm. opinions on this. I'm going to stand my ground when it comes to closing and carrying the weight of expectation a... and dealing with that pressure. Yep. I am going to say that on those two fronts, yep. Virat Coley is in a Michael Jordan type class. Well, Carrying pressure and dealing with expectation. Six NBA getting... titles. Well, okay. Well, do you want to go through it's the things that Virat Coley's won, do you? Very accomplished. But here's the thing. Would you here's like to go very... through the things that he's won? Well, I'm sure they're He's extensive. never played in the NBA, so he hasn't, no. won a, he hasn't got an NBA title alongside oh, his name. He can't compete then. Okay. Hey, Andy, here's a very good question. Yes, please. Gazy. And, and, and I like this question because I think it has some merit. Are modern-day athletes driven more by statistics because there are so many more stats available? When Jordan was dominating 30 years ago, the only stat that really mattered was winning championships. And I think there is an element to that. These days, because we break it down so much and we, we put in those statistical categories, and a lot of the time, uh, contracts are incentive-based uh, based around statistical categories. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is why that there, there is that a little bit more of look at me <laughs> and, well, winning's nice, but as long as I get mine yes. and I get my paper, that is the um, the, yeah, quan, the folding, the, the, the folding, quan. The Quan is more of a sort of a, a feeling than a than a tangible thing. But show, anyway, show me the Quan. Th- that's right. It's more show of me a, the feeling. It's a, yeah, the yeah, Quan. Show me the love. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah. type of thing. But love comes is it got a color, and that color is green. Correct. Thank oh, you. Do you think that that sort no, of permeates? I think in I think in the minds of some that probably comes to play well, quite significantly in this debate. I don't think that that was really ticking through Virat Kohli's mind. I don't mind. Th- see. I don't think Virat Kohli. Now, when you've got. Enough to Plenty. buy, yeah, you know, mm. a, a chain of island, an archipelago. Mm. Uh, you probably don't need to worry about dough, right? Mm. You probably don't need to. You got that much, you know, that, yep. that worry doesn't exist. Mm. But I don't think he's driven by that, Keith. Well, they are, everyone is a little because ultimately well, that I, will I'm, determine. Will you, will you listen? I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> I was listening. I want you to listen to me. Yes. I don't think, he is... and I don't know Virid Coley. No. Oh, that may come as a surprise to you. I don't know him. Mm. But I'm going to say this. Well, can, I don't think Virat Kohli is driven by money. Mm. Re, read off his resume that, that matches, that you think matches the 6W It's not NBA. quite as simple as that. I need to just No, get... no, no. I want you to read it off. What are some of the team accomplishments, world championships, just need to get... test world <laughs> ranking number ones, whatever it may be, even throw in the 2020 behaviour. Even if it, I'll even oh. give you, I'll even grant you the club type situation with the 2020. Oh. Just let me know how that <laughs> equates 
to six NBA titles. Well, I'll get I'll get that in a more neat. So you don't know. I haven't got that exactly in front of me. You're reading it right now. Uh, no, and it clearly it's no, not no. jumping off <laughs> no. the page at you. No, that's not true. Right, that's not true. But in the in the Wikipedia form, right, that's not uh, readily. Yes, uh, it goes in that right under the blue. No, bro, on the right bro, it bro. says accomplishment. No, it doesn't, bros. It, it doesn't. Okay. No, no, not like it's not like a football or a basketball. Mm. They don't have that sort of thing. Uh, Chinny is in Digger's Rest, though. Right. So let's get to a couple of calls. I will come back to you on that. I'm going to come back to you on that. Mm. I promise you I will. I, I, I no doubt you will. Chinny, good afternoon to you. G'day. Have you got me, boys? I'm um, driving out the back of back pasture at Tall and Vale. Can you hear me? Yes, gotcha, we can, Chinny, and hopefully it's all right there with the weather conditions. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, the, the Aussies might be cooked. We can't beat England in white ball cricket, but I, I hope I'm wrong. So do I. Uh, and the second thing, Virat Kohli is—he's uh, an absolute freak. He is. I, mean, I, I never really used to like him, but he won me over in the uh, World Cup a couple of years ago when the boys were bagging that. When his hands were bagging, mm. no freaks, Chinny. Freak, we just lost no, you. He's... Right, I'll give it to you. Sir Garfield's, tro- Sir Garfield Sober's Trophy, which is the ICC Men's Cricketer of the Decade. Mm. Sir Garfield Sober's Trophy, ICC Cricketer of the Year, twice. ICC One Day Player of the Year. Tell me when to stop. Mm. Three times. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Tell me when to Don't stop. Don't throw up the individual while talking team success. Well, these are his sporting honours, mate. No, no. Well, you can throw in all the NBA MVP. I, I haven't even gone to that. I'm just going to the team success that he has been oh, instrumental well, in. Oh, well, I'll get to that. I'm just going to rattle through the individual stuff and I'll get to the team stuff in a moment. ICC Test Player of the Year. ICC no, no, they, they don't stop that. Because oh, this is irrelevant to you, is it? Well, in the regards to the, the oh, now discussion, now that I'm starting that we... to give you some detail no, and data, no, no, you no. don't want to hear it. No, but what doesn't I'm... suit your narrative? It, it absolutely does. Or the narrative of the temper test. No, I can. Uh, it absolutely does okay, because sure. I could reel off the individual awards. But we could say that about Charles Barkley. No, and, we and couldn't. His, no, we couldn't. And he's now got six titles. No, sir, we wouldn't do that. So I'm comparing I'll, the titles. I'll give you the Indian team success. Under, right. You want the Indian team success under no. Viri Kohli, do you? I Stand want by, to know get, that, that, oh, that it matches oh, the six NBA oh, titles. That's oh, all. I'll get to that. You might have it. Well, I'm not saying. I don't know. No, you seem to be uh, seem to be very confident. No, but I'm you've ju- obviously got a bit of feedback off the forty wings <laughs> no. temper text machine. No, don't you've get got sensitive. Your little, got your puny little chest puffed out there, and you're thinking, no. I can uh, take him. Here. No, not at all. I'll take him down. Not at all. But what I'm saying is, V Coley VM Jordan, stupid. It is. It's just we spitballing. We just, it's just, it is a stupid thing, but I'm just saying <laughs> that don't. Oh, it wasn't about the individual. Oh, I thought accolades. you wanted some records that he held and some honours well, that have been bestowed. Those for MJ oh, as well, but we don't could. want to do that. <laughs> okay, because that's not what we're talking about. Eighteen past four. I'll tr- see what I can do from a team perspective. And again, you'll probably tell me when to stop when I'm just starting to scratch the surface on that as well. Daniel in Wyndham Vale, we'll get to you on. You've, you've, but you tried to now. Are you starting to get some stuff here you don't want to hear? Is that what you're starting? No, not at all. Okay. It's all real positive stuff Daniel, right now. I'm sure it's going to change. Daniel's in Wyndham Vale. Mm-hmm. Daniel, we'll get to you after the news. Scott, after the break, I should say. Scott Roth is going to join us as well. Virat is a Larry Bird of cricket. Okay, now That'll we're getting do. closer. That'll do. Closer. Uh, remarkable stuff uh, in the NBL on the weekend, uh, particularly from a, um, a Tassie Jack Jumpers perspective. Well, week in, week out, we keep well, saying that's this. The, but they're on a four-game winning streak now after a wobbly start to the season. They didn't just hand it to Perth on the weekend. They took them apart piece by piece in front of an adoring crowd. Um, the players are doing the job, but I think this one starts at the top, Kofi. I, I don't want to assume to know more about this caper than, than I do, but... The coach looks like he's got this team playing exactly the sort of basketball he wants. Scott Roth is the man. 
and he's been good enough to join us. Hey, Scott, thanks for joining us on the program. Um, in all of the wins that you've seen your team have since they've been in the league, how where does that one rank from a complete team performance? Well, um, well, thanks for having me. Um, I think, you know, it's hard to just rank those kind of things. I think it's just one of those nights, you know, that we obviously played well from start to finish. We were very consistent in uh, our defense, and it was very solid. And, you know, we had a few good nights last year, and obviously to um, win in Melbourne uh, to get into the grand finals um, was a huge game too. So I don't like to rank them um, other than uh, the performance was good and my, my coaching staff. Uh, did a wonderful job in, of just getting us prepared for that game. Uh, good afternoon, Scott. It's uh, Andrew Gaze here. Congratulations on uh, everything you're doing yep, down in, uh, in Tasmania. And just take us back a little bit with the way in which you've assembled this team because with the greatest respect to some of these players, it's not like they would have been highly sought after. Uh, the, what what are the characteristics that you're you try to look for in the in the players in order to get them to buy and what you're trying to put together? Yeah, I think, you know, the number one thing for me last year is, I, you know, there's only so many people on the free agent list to pick from. So it wasn't like I had the whole league to pick from. So the guys that were available to put the team together, uh, I was just looking for a few characteristics. I was looking for some humble, hungry guys. I was definitely looking for guys that wanted a second chance or needed maybe some growth and were trying to get out of the situations they were in. And I think, you know, um, everyone's always kind of uh, been a little bit of critical of these guys and saying they're not quite as talented or they're not quite as good this or that. And in my eyes, you know, I think um, people need second chances. There's underdogs. There's guys that have chips on their shoulder. They have something to prove. I did a lot, a lot of homework on all these guys that I brought in and, the biggest thing was they were super unselfish. Um, I went after the hardest workers I could possibly find. And I just felt like um, I would be able to coach them uh, through things and, and, and get the best out of them and, and give them some freedom to do some things that maybe they had in the past. And, um, you know, we defend the island. And that's our model down here. And, and these guys rally around that. And I just got tremendous, tremendous selfless guys and uh, big-time workers. Mm. Scott, do you find when you're talking to players and trying to um – attract them to Tassie. Do you find players have any resistance to moving, moving down there for a, you know, for a period of time? Oh, well, obviously initially when I put the team together, no one knew really me and there was no really team or anything really down here. except this mascot that was running around crazy. That everyone <laughs> right. to fall in love with. Right. And to me that I was just selling them on my vision of, and the dream of being down in Tasmania and, and doing something uh, extraordinary in your lifetime to, to build a franchise. And, and that was the sell job uh, because these guys didn't know me from Adam. And, uh, you know, uh, Jack McVeigh is a perfect example of a guy that I spent many, many conversations with before I was convinced to take him. Um, but, you know, I was convincing him that he wasn't going to play a three anymore. He was going to be the, the young version of uh, Jesse Wagstaff for us. And, and you're going to be a four and we're going to do different things with you than you have in your past. And many conversations with those guys and in general, all of our guys. And, and so um, the minute I had conversations with agents or players that said, I want to start, how many minutes will I get? Basically I just hung the phone up and moved on to the next guy. <laughs> uh, because when it starts to become about you, 
uh, I'm probably not the coach for you. Oh, how good is that? that, that, that is and, that's the way, and, it, and it sees in the way in which your teams play as well. Uh, just talk us through the influence of, of Trevor Gleeson because Trevor was a, 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 an amazing coach in our league and you were his assistant for, for many years and his system was... It was a system. Uh, these days with styles of play, a lot of five out, read, react, and it seems like you've adopted more of a, a more structured pattern both offensively and defensively with, with what you do, which I love because it's a, a little bit different to what we see when we watch an NBA game or any of the stuff that we see these days. Uh, did he have an influence on you with the way in which you were going to tackle this challenge that you face? Yeah, I've said it many times before, you know, I've been fortunate to be in the NBA for over 23 years and had great coaches and sat next to the winningest coach, Don Nelson, up until the last year uh, in NBA history and had a tremendous amount of experience of being in Europe and coaching national teams. But I would I would not um, have been um, as lucky and successful in the last X amount of months down here if I had not been in Perth first. Um, just the culture, uh, when you walk in that building uh, when I was there in my first two or three hours, I knew this was place was special, it was different. Uh, Trevor's approach to how he thinks uh, is quite similar to me just in general. And um, just their culture and things that we tried to incorporate here. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to be around uh, Greg Bellamy and Tim Payne and studied those guys and, and really studied the All Blacks why I was here for the last year and a half and tried to put it all together of what it meant to be Tasmanian and what it meant to play on this island and and that's why we came up with Defend the Island and we create our own bloodlines which is actually also in Perth and so we've taken a little bit of everything and I'm a huge, huge uh, European basketball fan. I love watching the EuroLeague. I don't watch the NBA really anymore to be honest with you. And um, I just think that style of play is more fitting to me and, more importantly, more fitting to uh, our group. Hey, uh, Scott, right. we've got a few issues with our phone line. We'll, we'll push on because everything you're saying is worth yep, listening yep. Just so worth listening to. Um, you wear your heart on your sleeve. You know, I think if I was a you know, Tasmanian Jack Jumper supporter, I would love to see the way you're so, you know, um, physically committed to to the job and the team and the contest. Uh, you were, you know, obviously excited at the end of that game the other night, and it seemed like you and John really had a few words after the game. I don't know what they were, but I was watching on the tally at home. Can you take us inside, if that's okay, and tell us what that was about? Yeah, no, you know, uh, he was quite uh, complimentary and just, you know, uh, he said it in his press conference uh, afterwards, basically, that, that you know, um, he was just impressed with the uh, the work that's been done down here and was graduating myself and my team of, of just what's been down. There was his first trip down to Tasmania, and he was just you know, very complimentary of our group and, and what has been built down there in a short amount of time. and. Uh, we shared some other words about this and that, and and um, you know I feel like uh, there's a brotherhood with coaches here that um, isn't around anywhere else in the world, and I feel very good, you know, talking to Dean Dickerman and 
and just any of the coaches, you know, Brian Gorgon last year and just being able to have conversations with them in a civil way and, and uh, respect the work they do here. And uh, he was just, you know, very complimentary and, and um, yeah, it was all good. Perfect. Hey, mate, you're into another season, four and three. The break is uh, next up. Uh, it was. It's awesome to watch you again. Obviously, the packed houses down there in Tassie are rallying to this team, and um, from a national perspective, it's fantastic to watch. Mate, we appreciate you joining us. Good luck for the rest of the season, and um, thanks for your time. Scott Roth, the coach of the Tassie Jack Jumpers, joining us on the show. Uh, it's time for the 4.30 News update. I wanted to ask him about the uh, the AFL and, and wh- whether that was something he thought was uh, appropriate. And there's a whole bunch of questions. Oh, I'm sure you had another half a dozen questions on, on the basketball. Oh, I did. I, I haven't heard him in too many broad interviews. I know he's done plenty, but he's just so good to listen to. Like he's a straight up, I don't know whether he told us entirely about the really conversation after the game. Look, I was pretty animated there just for a little well, minute did, or two. But you know what? Now that he, the way he's explained it, it's, yeah, it's sort on. of, well, that's not inconceivable. No, no, it's a good point. No, no, because you watch it and you think, oh, there's a there's a bit of friction there somewhere. And yeah. I wonder whether something's happened on the sidelines. But the way he explained it was was really good. Just on that before, and mm. no, in fact, let's get to Daniel because there's a thing going on in Tassie. Oh, Daniel's gone, is he? Brett, Brett Costello, who's one of the um, good journos down there uh, in Tassie, Put out a story earlier. Now, mm. I don't understand exactly the entire implications regarding this. If you're listening to us in Tasmania and you've got a view on this, I, I, I'm, I'd love to hear more. It seems that the Tasmanian Labor Party mm. are trying to make the building of the new footy stadium at Macquarie Point, I think it's called Macquarie Point, yes. a bit of a political um, football, if you like. And they're calling um, for a referendum to be held on the construction of that stadium. Now, my understanding was that this was, Tassie was, all Tasmanians were all in on having this thing built. Now, I understand there's a bit of North and South well, and all be that sort of stuff. all Tasmanians, no, obviously, have, but the vast thought, majority of them. Well, clearly the Labor Party down there in Tassie feel like there's um, enough opposition to it, I would, to read between the lines, to drive a bit of a wedge between themselves and the opposition who are, Driving the construction think? of this. Oh, I had well, a different why view. Calling, why are they calling for a referendum on it? I think because it is such for a state like Tasmania to spend a billion dollars on a venue, it's clearly going to impact the the economics hmm. of the state because of the. It's not all coming out of Tassie though. They're only a, a significant portion. Three hundred and seventy-five million. Well, they've capped. Well, not not if more is required. Like yeah, well, they're, they're, it, everyone's capping it. Ultimately, it's going to have to fall back on someone because so we feds, all know. Yeah, they want money out of the feds and they want some private enterprise to kick in as well. True, but yeah. let's just. But ultimately, well, I don't they think you would, should say if you say a billion bucks coming out of the Tassie kick, well, well, a, that, that well, is a lot of money. Well, you could say that it's a billion dollars of resources that would be going to Tasmania that could be diverted elsewhere if you wanted to take a different view. Well, that is true. Yes. So, so there is a different. Oh, if you want to talk about the sort of the very, the overarching nature of building stadia in Australia, correct? You, the so, point you're raising is really good. So that's what I'm saying. So yeah, yes, yeah. not out of it, but ultimately, when you think of revenue that it's going to take, and the the size of the state, that it's a very impactful decision. Mm. And I think what the, the Labor Party is saying, well, my interpretation was, well, we're not against this, but let's if this is going to impact us, our state, economically, mm. 
then, well, let's put it to the people. Let's put it to the people and and have them make a decision. So you don't now, think they're trying to make a political issue out of this? There's always politics in I, it. I think it, I would read into it that that is primary. In I don't read into it, that, though, that they don't want it. Well, why, do why not, call for a referendum then? Because what they're looking for is consensus to say, if we're going to do this and we're going to do this uh, because uh, we and it's going to be so uh, economically significant, yeah. then it's got to be one that we, we, we say that we're all in favour and we get on the radio and we're all in favour, but are we really all in favour? Well, Let's is, find out from the time, people. But isn't this a time when if you lead, mm. you do all your due diligence, you crunch your numbers, you see whether you can afford it, and then if, if they line up and you think the long-term economic benefit of the, the, the initial build mm. will be sustained over a period of time, you just do it. Don't you just do it? Well, I agree with you, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not supporting. I'm just providing an explanation of how I interpreted what was happening. Mm. It's not to say I'm. A, I, I, my position is I want this to go ahead. Yeah. My my personal position is spend the money, build it, and they will come, as they say. Yeah. yeah. So and then then the the impact that it can have on the entire state. I'm a glass half full when it's there. However, my interpretation. No, no, I, of I, what, I hear what you're saying. What they're saying yeah. is that, that there's. Good lord, though. If you if you seek if you seek consensus on, and I know I, I acknowledge this is a significant infrastructure commitment yes. that they're making in Tasmania, mm. but if you start seeking consent on everything, you never mm. get anything done. And there's only been two or three referendums or referenda, whatever the plural mm. of that is. In the history of Tasmania. Right. And they've been on things like the construction of the casino. Do we want a casino in mm. our state? That comes with all sorts of implications, bringing a casino into the state. And the Tassie Hydro, you know, should yeah. we dam the Snowy Franklin and stuff? stuff is, yeah. yeah. Right. These are, you're dealing with, once you decide to do those things, well, with there's respect, no turning back when you well, do those respect, things. with respect, I would say that the... the, the Issue on the gambling is not in the same. I agree. Element. Of, oh, oh, that's why I'm pointing it out. Yeah. That's when they went to. I can understand why you have a referendum on matters like that. Mm. But on this one, oh, if you just get it, if 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 there's unilateral support for it, just build the thing, mm. and you know, see how it. Well, I think flies. it's going to be. Anyway. I think it will. If it will struggle, if they, if it's not, if there's not bipartisan. I support. couldn't agree with you more. I think if it becomes a Spot political on. football. Then it's going to be a nightmare, and it's it, it makes the likelihood of it happening far less. This the, this has to be good PR. This yes. is why the Jack Jumpers they need to be arm in arm, spot on. And if there's a few bumps in the road, they Bi-pa- go through yep, the bumps together. We we're this. not we're having a blue over this. Why no. we told you not to? And Correct. You, we're in this together. Correct. Sign off it. Get both of them. Get both party to sign to sign off on this and just. Run it out. I mean, it's a different level of, you know, financial commitment, clearly, because there was already a stadium in place for the Jack Jumpers. Well, that, and it was a renovation. A renovation. So it's like a $50 million yeah. renovation. Look at what that's done for Tasmania. Magnificent. Look at what that's done. Of course. And uh, we're in the only in the early stages. Exactly. There's not a spare seat in that state. What is it, a three or 4,000 no. seat state? You no, can't so get I think a, it's 4,500. Can't get a seat in the joint. No, it's, it is. They're packed. hanging off the rafters. It's sold out in 11 minutes, Andy. It's the season sold out in 11 minutes. The season. The season Hello. tickets, everything build, sold out in 11 minutes. Build your footy stadium and they will come. Arvies in Truganina uh, has jumped on the line at 28 to 5. Oh, turn it up. I've got a thousand things left in my book. Arvy, <laughs> welcome, mate. Hi guys, how are you? Good, thanks, RV. Yep, uh, I just want to elaborate on the Michael Jordan and Curly's uh, comparison. 
That's right. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, I gave that a, a Jordan 1 6. Uh, championship rings, and he said, he, "I mean, Jordan should be compared to the, like you know, we shouldn't compare the persons, but uh, comparing the teams. If you compare the teams, Australia is the best team from '90s to 2003, but there's no one player like Michael Jordan. That's right. No, that is true, Avi. There is no question. There's mm. on, there's only one liking, but I was my comparison between mm. the two was quite narrow. It was. Now Gazy wants data, and I'm just struggling to find the data that will no, support. No, I didn't want. Well, I just no, don't you do have just want the information. No, neither do I. It's a, mm. you, you think you just Google trophies won by mm. India and Viratoli, and it would just spit up <laughs> three champions trophies, two World Cups, this, mm. that. You know, not quite that easy. But mm. uh, I'm trying to collate it as we go along. It's just taking me a little bit of time. But and, and we're doing it in fun. We know you can't compare. The, the greatness of both of them needs to be respected. We're not trying to. Not, no, no, no. Yeah, so we're not trying to. Be no, divisive on this. We're just trying to have a bit of fun with it. No, I'm trying to elevate Virat Kohli by putting him alongside Michael Correct. Jordan. That's what I'm trying to Absolutely. And, and I'm talking about when the pressure's on and it has to get done, Kohli mm-hmm. has Jordan-like characteristics right. at a time. Now, you can't no, compare. Well, that's all I'm saying. And you want to have a big blue with me. And then you no, wound up the, the 40. Created a you, blue. you wound up the 40 Winks temper texters and they've all come at me. And I love it when they I get around me. I know you do. I know they, you I do. I just really enjoy it. Andy. Daniel's in window. Oh, we've got Daniel back. Hey, Daniel, welcome, mate. Thanks, lads. Good what's on go- you, Dan. What's going on, bro? Oh, nothing much, mate. Now, turn it up, boys. Australia's T20 World Cup campaign, they are, they are toast. They are literally toast. It's a bit early for that, isn't it, Daniel? Yeah, nah. Their batsmen are out of their batsmen's out of form. Captain's out of form. Nah, they're they're toast. Absolutely toast. And MJ will toast LeBron. Oh, let's put that to bed as well. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. It's a, a, an ongoing. Gee, you flopped, debate. flipped, and flopped on that over the journey. No, I have not. <laughs> I have never yeah. wavered. In my support of Michael in the comparison to LeBron. Flip. Never wavered. Yeah. That is an absolute bald-faced lie. You're you, just uh, just making things up now. You've been a bit wavy on it. On the, Don't make the me journey. go to the, the, the data and the, the record. I'd like you to find it if you wouldn't mind. We'll go back and it's, scroll through our hours upon hours of radio. And I'll come up and it'll be consistent that I've always had great respect for LeBron. But when it came to the argument of who is the greatest <laughs> of all time, there's been no hesitation in saying Blah. that number 23 Blah. for the Chicago Bulls <laughs> is the man. It is a quarter to five. Uh, lovely to be here. The daily headline for Deliver It. Restaurants Deliver It will streamline your Uber Eats and menu log orders. Find out more at deliverit.com.au. The big news of the day, of course, is Ross Lyon has been officially announced as St Kilda's head coach for the next four years. Uh, love to get your thoughts, uh, S, uh, St Kilda supporters, on all of that in the last hour of the program. Mm. Uh, that is uh, a significant move in returning to back to the footy club he left at the end of 2011, of course. And uh, off the uh, temper text machine, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, well, not I shouldn't say a lot, but there's been a couple today well, suggesting good. that this. Say a lot, it sounds better. It wasn't a lot. Theatre of the mind. But a lot of feedback about St Kilda in general, but some, a couple, saying that this now <laughs> One. makes. One. Two makes uh, St Kilda relevant. Do you believe that now that you've got Ross Lyon in the competition, one, were they irrelevant without him? Two, does this provide them with a little bit more relevance than what they had previously? What what does that 
What do you? What does it mean? Well, what it means is you now have a figurehead. No, well, no, it's not that. It's what it means is you've now got a figurehead, a central, powerful, influential person at the club that now gives them a bit more gravitas. Is that the right word? Yeah. Gravitas when you think of the St Kilda Football Club. Well, look, they clearly wanted to get a harder edge. Into, and Dermot summed this up really well on Friday, but they clearly wanted a harder edge and they thought that Brett Ratton, the way that he went about it, couldn't provide that. His style wasn't you know, of the, of the type that, uh, that they were after. They want a, they want a disciplinarian, an authoritarian. But that's an insult to Rats. That, to no, say well, that his style well, clearly, doesn't mean he's not well, a disciplinarian. Well, I'm trying. That's, that's, not, that's not true. Well, you're saying, don't say that to me. That's what they are. That's clearly what you should read into the No, year. no, but, but, but what's the, you know, on the evidence, to say that he is not a disciplinarian, that, none of us are qualified to say that. No, well, I think that that is the strong suit of Ross Lyon. Just because someone is a little he, bit more aggressive and vocal doesn't make well, them a greater well, disciplinarian. Well, brother. You are speaking to you. you I'm, I'm hearing you, and I'm and I'm listening to you, and I don't disagree with you. Well, that, that, but that, I just find that a bit. Okay. Well, you explain to me. You read hmm. between the lines and tell me what you think the was behind the decision ultimately to appoint Ross Lyon. I think it was all personality. I think they've yeah, gotten well, a okay, boat. I agree. They've what, gotten a boat. But what and about, influential people have said we want change? But what about? So they decide to make change. I agree with that. But That's what, my. But what is it about the pers- What is it about the personality of Ross Lyon that they and the style of coach that he is that they're drawn to? Well, and think, why? And why are they drawn to it? Well, I think they're drawn to his uh, his record. He's impeccable. He's well, he it's hasn't not won, impeccable. Not impeccable. But his his record is outstanding. outstanding. Yep. And that they would they think that they have a better prospect. And and but, I'm not. No, I don't what, disagree with that. All I'm all I'm saying is is that the explanation for why you're moving a guy no, out. I, don't be insulting to the no, guy no, that's well, well, I'm not, moving out. I'm not being insulting to Brett. I'm saying that he's not a. I know you're well, not, but I'm just well, others to say that he wasn't a disciplinarian, and that's hearing, the reason why we need. We you get rid of him. All you're hearing, and you, if you read Ben Dixon's thing in Fox Sports, all you're hearing is that standards are dropped and they were accepting of mediocrity, and that is not Ross Lyon. He will demand standards of commitment. Were you saying that Brett Ratton didn't? Well, I'm saying I'm reporting to you what other people are saying. I know, but uh, but 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 I that's other people. Okay, but well, what do you people. think? Well, I've never been coached by the man. Well, that's I've right. never been so, inside. Well, but that's right. I'm but, only telling you what other people are saying. But just because of one style we doesn't to, mean you're not a I disciplinarian. I disagree with you. Thank you. What's your name? R. Ashwin to face the last ball again to win the game for India and set the emotions of billions soaring. Nawaz in, goes to Ashwin, drives for the win! Up over the top of mid-off for four! India win magnificently on an unforgettable night at the MCG. Brilliant stuff, magnificent stuff from the team, SEN Cricket, Chuck. Jared, of course, doing some magnificent work again, and Bharat Sundarasan was... Part of the crew there last night, uh, Bharat Sundarasan has seen cricket all over the world. He understands uh, the rivalry between Pakistan and India better than you and I do, Keith, and was there last night in the booth. And uh, it was so significant, a night of such magnitude, that it's just worth spending an extra five or so minutes having a chat about it again. Hey, Bharat, thanks for joining us. Take us inside, for those who are only watching it on the tally, take us inside the MCG last night. What what, what was the experience um, in there like for you? Honestly, guys, uh, mentally I'm still there. I think mentally <laughs> I'll still be there for a few more days to come. 
uh, you know, in my career, I've uh, covered a lot of exciting matches, uh, very important matches, some incredible moments all around the world. But that was just something extraordinary. It was surreal, just being there, the sounds and the and the smells, and it, it, it was it was weird. It almost felt like for just one evening, Melbourne at the end, the MCG just you know handed the keys, handed their keys to India and Pakistan, and said. <laughs> Put on a show, and that's exactly what both teams did. And uh, you know, fans from both both teams. It, it was just—I mean, I've heard the Indian national anthem a million times in my life, but it's never been as goosebump-inducing as it was last last night. And just a roar every time. It was seriously, as you can see, I'm still very much in a daze. Barat, what does it say about that rivalry that you know, thousands of miles from both of you know these teams' homes and you know the, the family homes of so many of these supporters? What does it say that they can get over 90,000 people to a clash uh, in Melbourne? Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's a rivalry, yes, but I wouldn't even uh, call it sporting rivalry. I think it goes so much beyond that. Uh, just some of the scenes we experienced yesterday, uh, you know, Indians and Pakistanis sitting together, the Indian flag and the Pakistani flag kind of flying next to each other. Mm. It doesn't happen anywhere else. It's it's one common ground. It's one common place that brings these two countries together, people from these two countries together. Uh, and, and that's what it is. Eventually, yes, it does matter more to Indians and Pakistanis about who's winning and who's losing more than anywhere else. But honestly, uh, if you were at the MCG last night or if you have been witness to an India-Pakistan match live, uh, you're a winner anyway. And that's how people from those countries think about it. And uh, it's Andrew Gaze here, and uh, a fantastic night it was. But just can you tell us the impact that this would have in India mm. and Pakistan? What would be the response <laughs> in those two countries? Um, uh, look, uh, it's Diwali time in India. It's uh, the celebration. It's the celebration, the festival of uh, the, the return of the king. And in a way, the king returned, right? Virat Kohli, after a lot of speculation, a lot of scrutiny over his T20I form in the last uh, uh, many months, um, he just returned and like, you know, did something that even he couldn't believe himself. I saw him at the airport this morning. The Indian team was there in Melbourne. And you could see, you know, uh, he, he still is in that day. Of, uh, uh, he still looked like he couldn't believe what he did or uh, believe that anybody could have done what he did. Uh, and so the celebrations will continue on. Um, you know, uh, Diwali is when you burst a lot of firecrackers, and I'm sure firecrackers have not stopped <laughs> bursting through the night, uh, throughout today. It'll, it'll just be, uh, it'll just go on for a while. And it's it's funny, the World Cup kind of starts from this point on. Mm. You know, whatever happened yesterday is what mattered till then. Uh, so it's now that the World Cup is starting. And, and similarly, or in fact, uh, in Pakistan, there will be you know, a lot of uh, uh, people would have switched off their television sets as soon as Ashwin just uh, you know bunted that ball, ball over mid-off. And then the Pakistani team were on my flight here to Perth, and you could see in some of their faces uh, just just that, that shock of what happened. You know, they were so far ahead in the game, and then what happened. So there will be a lot of criticism. There will be uh, a lot of bad blood shown to them. Uh, hopefully it just phases away because it was just the first game of the World Cup. There's still a lot long way to go. And who knows, we might be back at the MCG for India-Pakistan on November 13th. Well, that would be mm. quite something. Barat, what did you make of the last over, Mohamed Nawaz's last over? What, 
extraordinary stuff. It was all over the shop. What what did you make of the the, the final over of the match? Uh, I mean, I think it was just uh, the classic case of panic, right? I think Barbara Azam would control the game so well with his bowling uh, up till that point. He just panicked. Uh, and it was almost a game of Russian roulette, right? You knew they had to go to the left-arm spinner at some point after he conceded 20 in, the, in his third over. It was just a question of when. And I think you can look at that decision in many ways. Uh, but, you know, if Haris Roff doesn't go for those two sixes, those extraordinary sixes that mm. we'll never forget, uh, of the, the penultimate ball of his spell in the last ball, uh, the moment Nawaz doesn't have to defend just 16 in the last over. Again, in the last over, like you said, suddenly the left-arm spinner is asked to bowl slow, medium, the keeper standing back. Uh, it, it was just panic of uh, an extraordinary ki- a level of an extraordinary kind. Uh, and that's what someone like Virat Kohli can do to you. Uh, and not to forget Hardik Pandya, who played such a big hand. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, bizarre scenes. But, hey, it all adds to the drama of India-Pakistan cricket. Hey, Bharat, uh, when you're speaking of panic, I suggest that there's a fair <laughs> bit going on with the Australian camp right now after New Zealand got hold of us and gave us a good old whack. Uh, what do you see with the Australian team? Can you provide any positivity or any comfort that perhaps uh, all is not lost just yet, despite what we saw pre-tournament and also in the first outing? I mean, the one thing is, um, whatever happens will happen soon. <laughs> because uh, I'm here in Perth to cover Australia, Sri Lanka. That happens tomorrow. You'd expect Australia to beat Sri Lanka, especially in these conditions. But then you face England at the MCG, which is a must-win game. Uh, if you don't win, that's it. World Cup's over because Australia's net run rate is so far behind. They can't recover from two defeats. Uh, but, I mean, teams have come back after losing their first game heavily. New Zealand last year went all the way to the final. Uh, Australia also suffered a big loss to England, if you'll remember. Um, so, uh, there are two ways to look at it. Either you just say, you know what, we have a plan and we'll just stick to it. Or you look at that performance, which is pretty pretty uh, ordinary. Uh, the bowling looked toothless as well for a change. Uh, but I think it's more the batting. I mean, you need to, I strongly believe there is definitely room for Steve Smith to come back. As we saw yesterday, you know, India were in trouble, but you need one batter to bat through to take you home. And, you know, I think Steve Smith's skills in this format are largely underrated. And there's just, there was just too much of a sameness to that Australian batting lineup, if you notice. And they could have done with Steve Smith that night. And they definitely need Steve Smith against England. So maybe he comes in tomorrow. Uh, but still, look, I think with that bowling attack, you would back Australia to win many matches. Uh, and maybe they might have to change their strategy about batting uh, second all the time. Maybe they might have to put totals on the board and back their bowling attack to you know, see them through. Bharat will be watching with a great deal of interest, obviously, as we uh, all come down after the glory of last night at the MCG. Great work, you and the team. Yes. Uh, we'll be listening uh, as SEN Cricket's coverage of the ICC T20 World Cup continues, mate. Thanks for joining us on the show today. No worries at all. And hopefully by then the days has worn off. <laughs> oh, I kind of like it. Uh, Bharat Sundarasan joining us after the remarkable game of cricket at the G last night. There is another game going on right now. Bangladesh uh, actually were pretty pretty hard to get to 144 for eight at the end of their 20 overs. They've got the Netherlands uh, in a heap of strife uh, into the what over they in there I can't see what over they're in at the moment, but three for fifteen, so ninety eight balls required. And they need another hundred and thirty. The Dutch and they've already lost three, so um, they've got some work to do there. Just on Australia, watching it the other night, and it was my number one pox. And 
it's easy to line him up, right? Because he's a he's a um, who David Warner, right? He's a figure that just draws your attention. But the other night against New Zealand, our first innings—I don't know how many people saw this—but first innings, the first over of, the first of our innings, he gets to the end of the over and he's gobbing off at mm. Trent Bolt. Now yes. we've been taken to the cleaners. It's time to just head down, get the job done. Uh, as you're chasing the 200 that's been set. But for whatever reason, Warner wants to engage in the verbal. Now, I don't know mm. what the relationship is between those two. It didn't look like Trent Bolt wanted a piece of it. He just had a smile on his face. Now, it's a it's a dangerous game to play to read that sort of stuff from as far away as we are. He gets knocked over the first ball or the second over. Mm. With everything going on and, you know, Cricket Australia thinking about, you know, rewriting its regulations on, you know, um, pen- penalty reviews from a leadership perspective. I don't know. I would have thought that Dave Warner, if he's got le- real captaincy aspirations, yes. which it seems like he has, he might want to show, you know, a, a genuine form of leadership and, and an understanding well, of what is required if hmm. you're going to take that mantle of an Australian cricket team. and. I don't know whether that stuff's I – again, I don't know how many people saw it. I don't know how big a deal no, no, it is, no, Andy, but it wasn't It wasn't a good look. No, well, Andy, actually, uh, Will Swanton has written a thing, a piece in the Herald Sun exactly about that topic and just saying how he hasn't changed despite some of the stuff. And, and yes, there might have been a, a toning down after uh, Sandpaper Gate. It looked like it. A toning down of what mm. he's doing. But he's highlighted that just to say that, that clearly he hasn't changed when push comes to shove – that he's always going to revert back to that type of behaviour. So oh, I agree. I, I don't think it's a good look, particularly early on in the tournament. You haven't established any sort of superiority. And if the mind games and, and the um, the banter might be part of it. And and like you say, it might have been relatively harmless stuff, but just the the optics of it. It didn't look good. The optics of it no. does, doesn't look no, good. No, and So, but, and you know. The New Zealanders didn't, you know, you've seen it a thousand times in cricket. You're, when you're out on the ground, everybody knows what's – even if you didn't hear it, you know something's taken place between mm. a player from one team and player from the other team. When you knock the agitator over mm. straight away, it's very easy to get in his face. Yep. And didn't look like the New Zealanders did that. No. They were just doing their thing All and business. playing – yeah, and enjoying each other's company and enjoying their shared success. It's I, – I, I don't know. It was just one of those things. If, well, you, if you saw it and you've got a view, I might be barking mad – and you can take well, me no, on. Like look. I but, said, well, are, well, Will Swanton's clearly Will Swanton's, uh, yeah. jumped yeah. on that as well. But here's the thing, Andy. When you look at this, and I still have great hopes for the uh, Australian team. It, it, there's a lot, a lot of big names there that have had success at this level. And, of course, we're the defending champion. So there's a lot to like about it. And you know what? I can just, if you want to sort of take a more positive view, that this little setback where you get, completely annihilated yes, please. can can be galvanizing. Mm-hmm. It can provide the, the team with a backs against the wall about let's stick it up, everyone that's writing us off now. Yes, yes. And there can be good that comes from these types of situations. It's not pleasant to go through. And the good thing is they get an opportunity to turn it around real quick. Hear, hear, Andrew. And from an Australian perspective, we all hope that's the case. Do you like, do you like the idea of the, some of the changing some of the – with Steve Smith? Do you, well, are you involved we, with that? Uh, Barad's point – oh, look, uh, Steve Smith, you can argue the merits of his um, place in the squad and his T20 form all you like. But there is a case to be mounted that you need somebody who can um, drop 
not drop the anchor and, and sort of bat through the innings. That sort of counter runs counterintuitive to T20 cricket. But mm. you do need someone, if it is a bit frail up top, you need somebody who can... Steady the ship. Yeah, a little bit. And mm. we, are a bit, we are a bit hit or miss. We mm. have got a team that likes to go hard. And um, Glenn Maxwell was trying to do that the other night, but it sort of all just... He, he seemed to be... It was either the reverse... Mm. Or nothing for Maxi. Well, on Glenn Maxwell, when I read the the reports and tried to get more qualified explanation of of what could have been different, mm. the suggestion that maybe he should have um, uh, appeared a little bit more on the, at the other end as well. Oh, with ball in with hand. With ball in hand. Well, there's um, there'll be a, all things will be reviewed after a performance. Too like much that. consistency, not enough. Not enough flair. Not enough variety. That's well. That's what was coming through. Uh, a consistent theme of well, the reports. It's an interesting observation. It's very, or it wasn't my observation. No, Andy. we should have had it. Been. I wish you'd have. You should have owned it because it was a very well, good I, observation. I can't own it because it was said that much by a lot of different people. Tony's in his Bentley, and I know that he will own whatever he is going to say. Uh, it is yes. about the St Kilda Footy Club, I suspect. Uh, Tony, welcome to the program. Thanks to the two Andrews. Thank you, Tony. Uh, I, I accept that the club. I accept that the St Kilda Footy Club has uh, appointed Ross Lyon. What I'd like to know is, and still unanswered, is what happened at Lindsay Fox's uh, 85th birthday. Because I'm a member of the club, I carry one vote into the annual general meeting, and I would like to know if others are all equal votes, or do some people at the club carry more than one vote, even though they are entitled to one vote? Tony, do you do you suspect you know the answer to that question? Yes, I do, and I'm waiting for some journalist who was on the boat to blow the story up because it's okay for the board to make the decision, but if people are outside that influencing the board, I'd like to know as a voting member. Well, ultimately, oh. they influence the board, so the influence it has to come to the board. Well, the president via influence. Yeah, so the president was on the boat. But 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 when we're talking about votes, and they're, they're never going to put it to the annual, they're never going to put it to the members who should no. be the next coach. No, that's never going to happen. So, but oh, I think you'd have to be somewhat naive <laughs> to think that there weren't conversations about the coach uh, from very influential people. Very, uh, and influential. I'm not say I'm not I'm not suggesting that. They preempted that. No, you can suggest Ross that. Ross Lyon was the answer. But oh, I think you can suggest that if you want to. Well, I and sus- stand to be corrected. Well, I, if you wish. Well, I suspect that. <laughs> I think it's hard for me to think that they didn't have a conversation with Ross or didn't have it in their minds about Ross before they decided to make the decision to Keith, get rid of. How many other people Brett did Ratton? they interview for the job? Um, uh, to, uh, your point you just made, I agree with, even yes. though that is. Being strenuous, yeah, yeah, yeah. strongly, and, and, and to Ross's point, mm. he may have said, "Do not talk to me anymore until, until Brett yeah, Ratner is exactly. vacated." Mm. If if the position is available, I am interested, but do not talk to me again yep. until okay, we've got Ross Lyon's interest. Now let's move on Ratton. Now let's go back to Lyon. Right. It could easily have worked that way. Mm. I don't. I suspect they're not making the move on Brett. Unless they know that Ross is interested, a, a chance. I, I think it would, wouldn't have been a commitment. No, but no, just, just a, I mean, no, I'm, interested. I'm very interested. I'm a bit interested. Okay, enough said. Sure, that's all. And now we'll go our business about uh, correct providing an opportunity to test to see Ross, if you are. There available. is now a vacancy. Can right. we can we sit down and have a proper conversation yeah. about this? Mm. Let's get together and we'll see what happens. Mm. I don't know. I feel like this is an interview of trying to set me up to say something. Um, 
I can tell that you guys are in the whole Russell Westbrook uh, category right now. Um, I don't like to lose. I hate to lose at any. I don't care what happens throughout the course of uh, um, the course of my season, uh, throughout the course of my career. I hate to lose, and you know, especially you know the way we had this game. Um, but give credit to Portland. You guys can write about Russ and all the things you guys want to try to talk about Russ, but I'm not up here to do that. I won't do it. I've said it over and over. Um, that is not my, it's not who I am. So That's LeBron James. That is LeBron James. Speaking after the heartbreaking loss against the Portland Trailblazers, where uh, LeBron was very good uh, statistically yeah, yeah, yeah. himself. He had 31 points, eight boards, eight assists, but... The talking point is is Russell Westbrook. So why is what he said there particularly interesting to you? Because the whole time they're looking to try and divide. They're looking to see a crack in the Lakers. So all the the journos in the post-game press conference were asking about Russell's decision to take that last shot. He ended up 4 of 15. So before that shot, he's 4 of 14. And they're a point up with 30 seconds to go. He comes down and takes an early shot. Now, the argument is, is it's two for one, that he wants to make sure he gets a shot up, they get it. They're going to get the last shot. But uh, I would argue that run it down, get it to the right people, particularly when you're 4 or 14. Mm. But he's gone ahead and take it and in, in, in a lot of people's judgment made a poor decision. I think it was a poor decision by Russell Westbrook, but this was about the journos pounding LeBron uh, questions about Russell Westbrook. Okay, but but isn't that when they're 0-3 and the talk mm. of the town preseason was – was it not that that Westbrook wanted to get out of there and well, Patrick they, Beverly? They wanted him. Yeah, they wanted to get they him. And there was no taking. And then Beverly comes in and he's he says some words about Westbrook yep. and mm-hmm. um, Anthony Davis. How's it? I don't know whether the Anthony Davis trade to LA's proven as fruitful or something. Well, they won a title. Okay, so so, so it, that's a tick. Yeah, but coming into this season, is is it not legit? Particularly when they've they haven't won a game in their first three to be asking oh, questions about it all of those things. Particularly when when a guy like Westbrook, seemingly with blinkers on, goes down the court and does what he does at the end of a game. Of course, it's a, uh, an appropriate question, but it's unrealistic to think LeBron's going to throw him under yeah. the bus. Yeah, yeah, and just uh, say something that that can be manipulated mm. in a variety of different ways. Go right, look into your crystal ball. How's it going to play out for the Lakers this year? No. Well, if you if you look at the, it's got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And outside of that, there's not a whole lot to really get excited about. Uh, Lonnie Walker, okay. He's sorted out his hairdo that he had early well, on. In this well, stage. He used important. to have this really funky. Yep. But, but um, and pa- <laughs> Patrick Beverly, well, has that been a good decision so far? The evidence is the jury's still out on that. Outside of that, who else do they really have? Scotty Pippen Jr. Well, he's just a rookie. All right. Coming and played at Vanderbilt, I think. So he's a long way off it. So out there, they, they have invested in three guys and given away a lot, a lot of uh, future draft picks in order to get Russell and Anthony Davis on board. Mm. And it's I think it's going to be another very long year for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, unless, of course, they can trade Russell for... Well, that's not going to happen, is it? Well, no, not necessarily, because it is the last year. A lot of people will just wear it. They'll trade it. They'll wear it as a uh, a way in which that they can dump someone else that might have a longer a, yep. a bunch of players that have longer contracts that they can just deal with him for the remainder of this the, the, the year and then a reevaluate. How much juice has he got left? Um, I I think that right now that the fit's not good. It'd be very tough for Russ because of the scrutiny that's under here and uh, playing alongside LeBron. It's, it's that's not 
That's not for everyone. Okay. And Damien Lillard, though, in this one had 41. He goes all right. Lindsay, speaking of Lillard, we've got Lindsay in Somerville uh, before we get to the news. Lindsay, uh, welcome to the show, mate. Hi, boys. How are you? Good, Good thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. Well. All this business with Ross Lyon, let me ask both of you guys a question. Mm-hmm. Putting aside the contract stuff and, you know, Brett, Brett Ratton being a good bloke, door A, Brett Ratton, or door B, Ross Lyon, which one would you pick? Right here, right now, forgetting all of that other stuff like you're asking us to do, I, I would take Ross Lyon. I don't think they've made the wrong call in terms of if, if, if they feel like they know the direction they're going, they, can, they understand the atmosphere, they understand the environment and, they, and they, they, they believe the environment needs to be changed and what has been built isn't working, mm. they have to do something different. In that, in that regard, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking Ross Lyon for the here and now. In terms of a, a directional change uh, and a complete attitude shift, he's exactly the right bloke. Exactly the right bloke. And I say that with absolute respect for Brett Ratton and the work that he's been doing. Mm. I think most of us agree with what he's had at his disposal. We've had this conversation ad nauseum in the last sort of week and a half that that he couldn't be couldn't have been expected to do much more. But I don't think this is necessarily only about that. I think it's about a... Um, a culture, if you if that word sits comfortably with you, an environment and atmosphere, and I feel like right or wrong, and mm. it's going to be determined by what happens in the next four years. They felt that they needed to jar themselves out of where they were, and Ross Lyon will do that. But did they? He need... will do that. Uh, true, and and I think that it comes down to though also Andy an assessment on Brett Ratton's performance. And basically what you're saying, the performance didn't live up to the expectation. No, I, now, don't, I don't know whether, hang on, I yeah, don't okay. know whether that is fair. And again, I am not as qualified as others, but many a person that I've spoken mm. to, and I've said this many a time, that they have put an assessment on the list that's been, that he's had to work with. And not one of them have suggested that they've gone any worse than what they should have. A break here, a break there, then, then, then uh, you know, kick straight here. They might have actually gone better. But they've been about where most of the so-called experts have suggested that, that, that probably where they fit. So on, if you're talking about a coaching performance and you want to make this change, I say knock yourself out, absolutely go ahead and do it. Yep. But this league is also about holding people to account. And, and, and within an organisation – whether it's the coach with the players or whether it's the members with the board, everyone has to hold people to account. And what I think the way in which they have handled this situation has been beyond poor. I agree with it, that. I, I, I think totally it's agree been, with that. But, but our caller, Lindsay, asked us to park all that. But you can't. No, no. Just but there but, is a context I, always I, that it's, it comes of within. Course, of course. So so now that they've gone down this situation, is Ross going to be there in 12 months? I'm not playing your game. I was playing Lindsay's okay, game. Okay, but play my game. Okay, I'm playing your game now. We've made this decision. Yep. Okay. Don't well, get on be the there boat. In 12, yes, he'll be there in 12 months. Don't get on the boat. Yes, Don't have be. those kind. If you take all those other things out of it, we've made this decision. All right. And okay, we might think that Ross is the best man for the job. 
well, we, we've made this decision. Well, let's be fair. There was something about the decision we made three months okay, ago no, no that was highly convincing that yep. said we, we should, we should re- re-sign him. Yep. So is, if we want Ross, is Ross still going to be there in 12 months? Well, yes, I believe he will be. Well, then if we've gone down this situation, mm. okay, we've decided to make the change. Unex- no one's explained to me why it was such a, a, a necessary change. Given what you the decision you came mm, to three mm, months ago, mm. ultimately though, someone needs to be held account to that horrific handling of a of a, clearly a tough decision. It is twenty four minutes to six. Twenty two minutes to six. Dave's in Bowen Heads. He wants to weigh in on the St Kilda stuff. Very passionate, you was I before the news about that? Know. Yeah, it's good. Hello, oh. Dave. Oh. Hey, hello, guys. Good um, mate. Who was the last coach in the last team to beat Geelong? Uh, was it St Kilda? Was it? Oh, it's Brett probably Ratton, Brett I Ratton, I imagine. Yep. Yeah, it was St Kilda and Brett Ratton. And if they had Kingy kicking straight uh, some of those games, they would have uh, beaten Brisbane. Uh, they would have done all right against some of the, the top eight sides. So they went that far off this season, I don't reckon. So, so Dave, reading between the lines, you're no, you're no advocate uh, and supporter of the decision that St Kilda's made. Oh, I just thought if you had the right cattle, that he would have. Um, Stick with the, the long run. I mean, yeah, you've got to stick with the coaches sometimes. Don't just well, get rid of them because they're having a bit of a bad patch. No, well, uh, this and you is, look at the evidence of no clubs question. That have, no question. It's it's a it's a it's a well made point that's and, been uh, made. And who yep. last week? Uh, who did we Good hear on you, that's made a very um, who made a very passionate understanding that was involved with the club? The uh, <laughs> Dave, you want to say while you think. Oh, oh, yeah, Ernie Merrick. Oh, Ernie Mer- oh uh, you've won a CBCO 24 can carton of a dr- uh, CBCO draft, a CBCO brewing stone owner, mate. Enjoy my company. Come away, Dave. So here's the thing, right? Yeah. So let's let's presume to know. It's, it, let, let's go with the Donald Rumsfeld unknown known, all right? Yep. Let's assume, let's go back to the Lindsay Fox 85th boat party. Which is right. highly speculative. We're right. just no, no, no. But this making is, stuff you know, up, But this really. has been talked about, right? Yep. Because there's Andrew Bassett's there and they're a key influential. In fact, the man having his 85th is a reasonably influential St Kilda supporter. And there's a couple of other blokes on the boat. One who owns a caravan company has been an enormous supporter of St Kilda and sport. Mm. Relatively influential St Kilda supporters. Let's say, let's say mm-hmm. that there may have been Look, where are we at? But, you know, we've, we've just signed the bloke for two more years. That's the course we have charted and we have committed to. Mm. Let's say that the first time, let's say, let, there, let, hypothetically, the first deviation from that course came on Lizzie, Lindsay Fox's boat. Mm-hmm. Well, let's play this game. Mm-hmm. If that was the case, if that was the case, where St Kilda find themselves right now the responsibility for that lies in the hands of three mm-hmm. or four people, mm-hmm. influential people, mm-hmm. serious and killed supporters. But that was where, if you want to play this story out, if you believe this story, the president comes back and says, I've been thinking about this. We need to, I don't know whether we've made the right decision. We need to have a review. We need to, uh, 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 mm. And now we get Ross Lyon. The resp- you say... People need to be held accountable for this. Mm-hmm. Now, that generally means in footy, a CEO or members of a board mm-hmm. or whatever. 
How do you hold these people to account? Well, uh, here's if, if, true. if you want to play the game, well, if you want to play, if the that's g- the how the if that's where this story, mm. if that's where it started, mm. Andy, let, let, let's just create a hypothetical. Mm. If you've got people of wealth and people Power. of and are passionate supporters Influence. of it all. Let's forget St Kilda for a second. But just, oh, okay, we're just, talking just, about just, just hypothetical. Uh, hypothetical you can draw. Right, okay, if no you've got all these powerful... So we're not talking about St Kilda. Well, then no, but you, okay. you, you'll yep. see where I'm going. Sure, right. So you've got these powerful people there that that are separate from the club but are very strong supporters, Correct. passionate supporters, mm-hmm. and people that you want to be contributing to the club. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a club structure that's a board, that's... In, that's um, uh, put in charge of making decisions about mm-hmm. players, about coaches, all those things. Yep. And you've got this separate influential group that are just out here. Going back there. Right. Th- yeah. there. And all of a sudden that like they do, they've got opinions. Correct. They have opinions yes, about coach, but they don't really know because they're not there day to day. No. But because of their status in the community and, and where they are, they go, you know, I'm not happy with this guy. Yeah, a bit soft. And all of a sudden, that opinion—we need a hard bugger back. Th- th- that opinion then, tough man, influences the board hard to man. make a decision that goes against the decision they've just made. It's spot on. It's yes. What don't you think that you've got a bigger problem than just the actual decision? If that's the way you're going to make decisions, well, this is why now, we don't know you, that no, happened. No, 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 we don't. We do not so, know. Uh, he may have had. He, said, he may have been a staunch. The people on that boat might have been. Staunchly in favour of keeping, keeping Brett Ratton, and it could have just been the board. But it, I think we—it's not unreasonable to question. So we're, now we are talking about St Kilda again. Well, uh, so they're, they're gone from your That was a hypothetical right, over it's here. Gone. Yep, right out you. So, so do you know what I'm saying? I, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I think that that if this is the way that you're going to be reactive to. Mm-hmm. Oh, Certain things is not healthy. No, and this is it's what, not healthy, Andy. No, and this is and, not. And, and if you look at Richmond, if if you yeah, look all at them, yeah, Richmond in particular is probably the most recent model. Oh, Melbourne and Melbourne, Melbourne had Melbourne had issues. There, there's a real moment where Simon Goodwin's, you know, um, t- security tenure was mm. on the line and being discussed. There's no question about that. I mean, there have probably been times where there's been pressure down at Geelong on Chris Scott. In fact, there no doubt, absolutely, there has been questions whether or mm. not Chris Scott uh, was the right man mm. for the job to going forward at Geelong. They've all held the held the line. Well to me all of them. to me if you, if that's the way you're going no, to operate probably better lists. Yeah. If you're going to operate the the business but, like that, yeah, yeah. I think you're in the business of hoping you get lucky rather than planning and being strategic. Oh, you oh. can get lucky because that decision that someone made might actually come out to be the right one and just coincidentally things can fall into place. But that's not the foundation. That is not the foundation for for sustained, uh, long term success, camaraderie, culture. That is, if that in fact was and the situation, we're just kicking it around, spitballing, spitballing, hypothetical. Yep, yep. My history in the game in a different sport. That is not the way to build those types of successful programs if for the long term. If you've got a thought on any of that, feel free to share it with us. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're here for robot building supplies. Robots got it. Berwick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Send through your 40 Wings temper text as well. Uh, let's go down to Bernie, shall we? One of the, Just a beautiful, a beautiful part of the world. Oh, the, the north coast of Tasmania. Got a lot going for it. We're Ron, we're, where we find Ron, and he's been good enough to join us. Hello, Ron. Uh, hi, uh, Andrew and uh, and Andy. How, How are you, mate? You're taking got... my call. No, thanks for making Pleasure. it. 
Um, I just want to make a prediction on the uh, the new stadium in Hobart. If the uh, Liberal Party go ahead and spend $750 million on that stadium, they won't be in government at the next election. Well, is it is it that divisive in Tasmania, is it, Ron? It's very much that way, Andy, very much that way. The people here look at the fact that we have a stadium in Launceston, a good stadium that's been taking AFL games for several years now. And how many stadiums are there in uh, AFL land that have a roof on them? Tell me. Well, there's, well, there's one. Just the one. There's one. So why has Tasmania got to have a roofed stadium? As I said, I, I predict, I, I might be wrong and I might not be here to see either because I'm quite elderly. <laughs> You're but, right. You're um, going well. If they go ahead with it, if they go ahead with the uh, with the 750, it is so divisive, and I predict that the Liberal Party will certainly lose hey, government. Hey, Ron, the other thing, you, I just like. Yep. Sorry, go, go on. No, I was just going to say, do they feel the same way down south? Um, I'm not sure about that, to be quite honest with you. But if you look at the crowds that we get for AFL. The, I don't know the average of crowds, but uh, North Melbourne draw about ten, twelve thousand at uh, at Blunston. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, in Hobart, and Hawthorne are draw, drawing sixteen, eighteen thousand in, in Launceston. So there's a difference. The, the people in Hobart have more, more than just football and cricket. They have uh, rowing, mm-hmm. mountaineering, yachting, mm-hmm. and all those things that we don't have in the north of the state. Mm-hmm. Good point. And, 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 and what, well, basketball. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to say about the cricket team, Ronnie? Well, the cricket team, I think we've got ahead of ourselves and we need to pull our big heads in. <laughs> Did and you... I, and I, yeah. I'm not in favour of the selectors. The, the selectors went, let us go ahead in these practice games with a lot of players with mediocrity performance and something should have been done about them. And, and I'm afraid that we're not going to make the playoffs. No, I think Gazy's a bit concerned about that as well, Ron. Um, hey, terrific to have you. Terrific. Yeah, and you've tried to be this afternoon. Ron, mm-hmm. terrific to have you call. Don't be a stranger. Mm-hmm. We would like to hear more from you. So hey. if you've ever got a thought about anything mm-hmm. to do with sport or life, give us a call, Ron. No, good on you, Ron. I, I think the reason for the requirement Ron of the roof. Ron and Bernie, what a good man. It is. The requirement of the roof is that they need it to be a bit more multi purpose. I believe that's the case. So that's why they want the roof. I agree with that. If you're trying to. I mean, I. You're right, is what I don't, I don't okay. agree with you, but you're right. Well, you do agree. If I'm right, you <laughs> I, agree. But I don't have to agree with you. I, I meant what I meant to you're say. You're allowed was, to agree with me. You're right. You're 100% mm. right. Thank you. <laughs> hey, how's Josh Giddy's ankle? Is it all right? Nah, hopefully it's okay. He had 19 and 12 yesterday, yeah, and then bad, uh, he was going along number, very nicely real today. Real number on himself. No, no, he'll be right. He, he is tough as nails. Tough. Is it all over for Tom Brady? Uh, I would think so. The, uh, the playoffs are in doubt, I think. The NFC South is Gabash. Oh, full of poo. Oh, hello. Four teams in that division, Real. and they all stink. Not even a three flusher. Ah, no good. Just sits there. No good.